What's going on, everybody? I'm Kevin from Cigar Prop, and each and every week we come to you live on the I Tap That Cigar Show on our YouTube channel. We interview someone fun and exciting in the cigar world, and then about a week later, we upload that audio to various podcasting platforms. That's what you're listening to now. We try and cut out a lot of the stuff that won't make sense because you're listening to it instead of watching it. But if something doesn't make sense and you want to watch it, in the description is the link that will take you to our YouTube so you can watch the interview instead of listening to it. But if you want to continue listening to it, thank you. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the I Tap That Cigar Show presented by Corona Cigar. As always, I'm your host, Kevin Shahan, and I'm coming to you live from the Drew Estate Experience Asset Studios on the sunny Gulf Coast of Florida. We are having a couple of issues tonight. My battery on my laptop's not quite fully charged yet, so I've got like a little bit of delay between the words that are coming out of my mouth and the sounds that you are hearing. Uh, hopefully in about 10 minutes when that battery is charged, that should alleviate the issues. Plus, like, it may get a little buzzy when I, if I wave or something. I don't wave too often. And then Care Viajante, our co-host, he is in the all-new Stogie Road Studios in his new house. The guy is there hooking the internet up, so hopefully Care will be joining us uh, here shortly. But uh, uh, as always, joining us in the background is producer Jessica. Jessica! Yes! Say hello! 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 As always, she'll be handling all of the all the important stuff, the tickers that are oh, going yeah. across the screen, changing the overlays for our for our show partners. Um, going to be an absolutely uh, exciting show. We've got a couple of great guys on tonight. Jessica, what are you what are you smoking tonight? Um, I am going to be smoking uh, the uh, Founders Habano. You got the Habano. Who is that? That is a, that is a, um, I, I got that on here. So I should have known offhand that the guys are, the guys are in the background yelling. It's a Douglas. It's Douglas. So the Douglas Habano and, uh, um, and I'm getting ready to cut my cigar. Uh, so let's get right into the Cigar Medics Humidimeter Cut and Light. Remember with the Cigar Medics Humidimeter, you'll always know when to hold them and know when to smoke them. Um, let's see what we what we got. And that is 60%, which is absolutely perfect. And I am smoking the um, uh, the Franklin, Connecticut. Um, I'll be uh, I'll be interested. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be bringing that up later on in the show about how they chose why why Connecticut and Franklin. What what how, how did how did those two come come together? So um, we'll be looking forward to getting that question. Let me go ahead and uh, light this cigar up. Normally at this point, Care would be talking, so I can light my cigar. Okay, so a little bit of housekeeping that I want to bring up for everybody. Uh, there should be uh, in the uh, the link down below, or there is a link down below in the video description for the Red Meat Lovers Club event um, coming up um, on June sixteenth. It is a uh, um, it's uh, it's going to be cigars, it's going to be bourbon, it's going to be beef, um, and it's on board the USS New Jersey battleship. Uh, Jessica and I are going to be there. Steve Saka from Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust is going to be there. 
Um, they've got four chefs coming in, uh, just all types of food. Um, so you can go to battleshipbeef.com in case I forgot to put that link down below. Um, and, and there's still tickets available. It's it's going to be people are like, you know, and the prices aren't that bad. I think they were they were like one hundred and fifty dollars a ticket. I'm not I'm not going to lie. But when is the next time that anybody is going to be able to sit on the deck of a battleship smoking a cigar, drinking some bourbon, scotch, whatever you want to drink, having some some meat and some dinner and then getting to enjoy a, a wonderful evening. That's never happening again. Um I can't imagine that ever happening again. So definitely battleshipbeef.com to pick up your tickets. Um, and then we're going to mention this again later on in the show and after the show. Um, make sure you stay tuned to the end. We do have our, our, our weekly prizes. We got two prize packs to give away uh, tonight, uh, one from founders and then one from um, our, our regular uh, partners. And then in two weeks, we are giving away uh, this fan, fantastic, fantastic sampler from foundation or founder cigars i almost made that mistake it's got a cutter a lighter um in it as well so basically um anybody after tonight's show is over it takes about five minutes for youtube to process the video and then it goes up on the channel what you have to do is you go got to go back to youtube open up the video and just make a comment about tonight's show that's all you have to do that gets you one entry into um, winning this box that we will give away live on air in two weeks. If you go to the Founders Cigar website, which there is a link in the video description below, um, unless you're watching this on YouTube, YouTube says, no, we can't put links anymore, but there is a link to their Instagram. And then, you know, you can give them a follow over there and then go to their website after that. Um, if you purchase a single cigar for donations for Cigars for Warriors, um, you don't have to purchase anything from the website. You can purchase that single cigar as a donation for Cigars for Warriors. That is going to get you two additional entries. Purchase two cigars for Cigars for Warriors or more. It's just a, a single five entries. If you do that, take a screenshot, phone, computer, send it to me via Messenger or Kevin at CigarProp.com. I will make sure you get the additional entries. I'll type your name in under the YouTube comments. So you get counted um, uh, on that on that uh, giveaway. So it's absolutely going to be fantastic. The, this this gift set is, is second to none. Absolutely beautiful. So you want my cigar to go out here um, before we uh, before we bring our guest on. We do want to take a moment to thank all of the show partners for making this um, show happen each and every week. So thank you to J.C. Newman Cigars, Cigar Medics, Amandola Cigars, We Are the Muscle, Excelsior Tobacco, Makers of the Doña Lydia, GTO Cigars, Those Who Know, Smoke GTO, Corona Cigar, and of course, Drew Estate and Experience Acid. You know what, you know what we're going to do while, while I'm opening this up? Um, oh, let me, uh, oh, he's got it. He's got it right here. We're going to, we're going to video real quick from uh, from the guys at uh, Founder Cigar before we bring them on. Hi, I'm Brian Schmidtdale, co-founder of Founder Cigar Company. I served on active duty in the United States Air Force from 2002 to 2006, currently serving the United States Air Force Reserve since 2012. Hi, my name is Angela Fraboni, co-founder of Founder Cigar Company, and I have no military experience. I didn't grow up in a military family, so I used to think that Memorial Day was a day that you paid respect to all veterans. 
It was a day off of work. It was a day, it was a primer to July 4th um, where you got together in community and got some discounts on your favorite websites. But um, that's what I used to think. But what, is, what does Memorial Day mean to you as a vet? Yeah, Memorial Day is not about the living. It's about the ones that didn't make it home, the ultimate sacrifice. So it's a day where we can take a time to pause and reflect and think about you know, our brothers and sisters that you know, paid the ultimate sacrifice. So in the spirit of Memorial Day, we're not offering a discount on our website. What we are offering is an opportunity to help build community overseas. So for every cigar purchased on our website, we're going to match one for one with a donation to Operation Cigars for Warriors. Cigars for Warriors is a nonprofit organization that provides cigars for servicemen and women deployed to combat areas around the world. We want to encourage you this Memorial Day to take a time with someone, share a cigar, slow down, and remember the men and women that didn't come home. So waiting patiently in the experience asset green room is the two gentlemen you just uh, saw in that video, Brian and Angelo of Founders Cigar Co. Founders Cigar Company. What's going on, guys? How's it going? Hey. Oh, uh, not, not too bad. I, I, I figure like we'd have a sound issue or something like right off the bat. You know, usually when everybody is like prepared, people are on like half hour early. We're good to go. And then like that second, something yeah, shuts down. So, yeah, Brian uh, here from Foundation Cigars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian here from Foundation Cigars. So, luckily, I mean, we talked about that before. Nobody is yeah. going to confuse founders and founders. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, what's that? Yep. Okay, hold on. Can you still hear me okay? Yeah, we lost you for a sec there. Okay. I, th I think it's this new, uh, um, I, I gotta, so I gotta change that. And there's that, uh, technical error we were talking about. Yeah. You jinxed us. Shouldn't have talked about it. Hmm. Can't imagine it's starting there. Can anybody hear me or no? Okay, how about now? There you go. Okay. So I, I, don't, I don't know what's going on. I mean, it is thundering outside. So I, I had to say something. I had to say something about a glitch, and then it ends up being on my end. <laughs> shouldn't have you talked know, about it. I, I, I shouldn't have talked about it at, at all. So, um, all right, let's get right into it. Where are you guys coming from tonight? We are physically located at the Hemingway Social, which is a phenomenal cigar lounge uh, cigar Social Club in Minneapolis, Minnesota. So uh, Brian and I reside in the northern suburbs of Minneapolis and are currently coming at you from uh, the heart of Minneapolis. Right on. Now, isn't uh, isn't Bo is it Bovida's in Minneapolis? Yeah, Bovida there, the southwest side of town. Minnetonka. Uh, yep. Yeah, okay. In our backyard. H have you have you gone and seen the factory? Have you taken a tour? No. No, but we've met the guys a couple times, and, and Nate and um, Rob, those guys are fantastic. So Tobacco Grove over Maple Grove is probably the prime spot on the west side. So any Friday you walk into Tobacco Grove, you would see 
Bova to Nate, Bova to Rob, Bova to Jay, probably half of the team there, as well as some local celebrities like John Randall, retired NFL Hall of Famer, just hangs out there at Tobacco Grove. Oh, man, how, how cool is that? And then um, uh, the guys from How About That Cigar, are they from your area? They are, yeah. They yeah are. Okay, I, Lake. okay I, I saw their interview, you, um, or most of the interview you guys did with them, but I, I couldn't. You were all together, so I wasn't quite sure if they traveled, if you traveled. So you guys we, are from, yeah. We recorded that here at the Hemingway, actually at this table. The only difference is, is that in March, then it was dark out. So we were sitting on that side of the table. But that the backdrop is is lit, and so then we would look black on this screen right now. So we flipped around and we're looking at the hallway behind us, which is we're up in the, I don't know, it's like the crow's nest of the club here, overlooking the bar. So we're upstairs in the lounge. That's fantastic. Oh, we've got uh, Davidoff of Geneva up in Tampa, which is a uh, Jeff Borschwitz Corona cigar. He's got like the same, like where you can go upstairs, you can be private. They got like a mezzanine, you can look out over the crowd. I love I love lounges like that. So that that if I was ever to build a lounge, it'd be like the one you guys are in and the one that Jeff yeah, has, absolutely. just to be able to overlook um, everything. So um, and speaking of uh, uh, how about that, that cigar? So I I I, I watched I watched the, the the interview. I said most of the interview. You got to one point, and they asked you, um, Angelo, or they asked both of you, but Angelo, um, if you were to get into a fight, what your fight song would be. Yeah. What so I, what 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 did you answer? Uh, the best answer they've ever had on that podcast. That's what I'm saying because I've I've watched it a couple of times and that all the answers are super cliche. Where it's like Eye of the Tiger, like some fight <laughs> song, and mine was It's Rain and Men. Jessica, my favorite <laughs> song of all time. As soon as they a- asked that, I just said I I just said it's it's Rain and Men. So so just yeah. in case everybody doesn't know, the Weather Girls. Jessica's laughing at me because I am rocking that song. No, I'm I, not laughing at you. I, she's I, actually I, disturbed. I am it's more disturbed, disturbed that I know every lyric to that song and I can sing it. Uh, I think that was, for us in high school, it was like one of our sports teams latched onto that song as 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 young high school men would do. And uh, yes. when they asked that question, it's the first thing that came to mind. Because think about it. You're a couple of bad guys in an alleyway looking to rough someone up. And all of a sudden, you hear that song start playing. And if you aren't the hero of that encounter, there is no way you're walking away from that fight. So, yeah, yeah there is no other answer than it's Rain and Men. I loved it. As soon as you said that, I'm like, this is this is my guy right here. We're like we're like on same page level right yes. here. So um, so so awesome. So I, I love I loved hearing that. That's great. Great interview with those guys. Um, the the guys are so, so cool. Um, uh, I know you told your story, uh, uh, on the show and you've probably told it before, but you're kind of a new company. So we want to get people to understand who you are, where you've come from. So, uh, one question we do ask uh, everybody is how did you get started smoking cigars? You know, so just run us through. It doesn't have to be long detail. It can be detailed as you want. It doesn't matter to me. We've got a couple hours to kill. So, um, How did your cigar journey start? Yeah, why don't you take that? No, why don't you go first? No, because your story's better. 
we give too much context to everything we say, so it's a good thing we got. Some <laughs> yeah, time we're here. both detailed, extroverted processors, um, so feel free to cut us off. <laughs> or so my story is, I grew up with a dad that smoked pipe tobacco in the 80s, and we had two VHS movies, Star Wars and like White Christmas or something like that. And my childhood memories, I grew up in a small town in South Dakota, was, you know, at at dinner, we, we ate Catholic family, so we ate dinner as a family, the four of us, and then we all went downstairs to watch whatever show or watch like, you know, Star Wars for the, like the 18th time. And my dad would smoke pipe tobacco, and then that evolved into cigars and, you know, a lot of outdoors camping, hunting, and stuff. So I grew up with him smoking in the house in the 80s and 90s. And then my first cigar was on a deployment. My first deployment. So I joined the Air Force right out of high school, and this was in 2000. So I, I joined the Air Force in August of 2001, right before 9-11. And so delayed enlistment. I went to basic training boot camp for Air Force in January 2002. Immediately was deployed as soon as I was assigned to my first duty station. And I found myself in the Middle East, 6,000 miles away, smoking my first cigar with my fire team leader, I was a 60 gunner in the back of a Humvee. So that was my, that's my, my very first cigar. And then, you know, and then I, of course that evolved into a lot of chewing tobacco, a lot of cigarettes and putting coffee beans into my upper lip to stay awake, you know, anything to stay awake. And so I worked evenings over there, nighttime. So, and, and of course in the desert, smoking a cigar and then, you know, when it's not 130 degrees outside, you know, sitting on the tailgate of a Humvee was awesome. So that was what was I look forward to in the in you know that was my highlight of the week was smoking a cigar with my fire team leader while I was over there. So you're up. Yeah, try yeah. try and top try and top that, Angelo. <laughs> As I was getting shot at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mine. Bullets is were flying by. Suburban Minneapolis. I <laughs> did everything young, so I got married young, bought a house young, had kids young, did all that. So I was like, oh, I should start smoking a pipe because that's what old souls do so i started actually got into it uh through pipe tobacco and uh, after that just kind of progressed on from pipe tobacco and sort of building a small humidor and sort of smoking with friends so it all was around um just you know a lot of uh, grilling and hanging out and building community around cigars Andrew's right a few years younger than me like 10 <laughs> yeah. but culturally like or his soul he is an old soul <laughs> And so when he talks, I mean, he's much more uh, emotionally mature than I am. He, I put him at like 57 from a, from like a just a soul standpoint. Yeah. So so uh, Brian, you served in Qatar, right? You did a, a tour over there. Yep, that was my first deployment. It was Al Eidi Air Base in Qatar. Okay, so uh, our our son, his uh, his first deployment yeah. for the army was, was in Qatar. That's and, uh, awesome. Um, is it thank okay? For, so hey, thank you for his service. That's awesome. Oh, we, we, we definitely will. And thank you for yours as, as, as well. Now, now Graham, Graham can be known as a little soft. Um, so I mean, he is a little soft. The army has toughened him up quite a bit. Um, Kevin, I, I would, I, I would, I would like to say for somebody who doesn't like camping, doesn't like bugs, yeah. doesn't like spiders and all that stuff. You're calling someone else soft? So, yeah, yeah. so, so, uh, let me finish, so. I got in a right moment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, guys, this is Care, Care Biahante, uh, uh, Brian and Angelo. Brian is on the left, Angelo on the Good right. Good evening, gentlemen. I you're looking at it. For my tardiness, the, uh, yeah. okay. we forgive you. 
the uh, new new Wi-Fi, new uh, internet, everything is now set. Right on. So, so Brian, is Qatar really as hot as, as Graham claimed it was? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, July in Qatar. Yeah, I mean, it's 130, 140 during the day. Yeah, and you go during uh, Ramadan, and if yeah. you have any tattoos, you have to be completely covered. Yeah, he, he was there during time. Ramadan as well. So, oh, you know. Super fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you want to call him soft one more time? Go right yeah. Ahead. You know he just you know he's you know he, that, that, he's he, not. <laughs> he, he was the, the 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 army has definitely shaped him into you know a, a different. And he a, chose to go when he was older. You know. Yeah. I mean, he was going to college and then he decided he wanted to yeah, how, do something bigger than himself in life. How old was Graham when he uh, joined? Uh, he had. Uh, well, he's been in almost three years now, so he's going to be 24, so 21. So 21, so yeah. So is he enlisted or is he an officer? Uh, he's actually uh, almost an officer. He, yeah, he is uh, working his way. He's actually doing Penn State as well as he's serving. So yeah. the regret I had when I was on active duty was not focusing on college while while the military would have paid you know 100% tuition while I was in the military I had a lot of time to focus on school but I was more interested in chasing girls and drinking a lot in my 20s so yeah yeah he he's actually really he's really disciplining himself which I mean like if anything I don't think he was soft I think he just didn't have great direction and, and self-discipline and that's what I feel like the army has really given him yeah, you know. so, so he, he's currently at Fort Bragg. Yeah. So that's where he's at. Say he's at right now. Nice Fort Bragg. Yeah. So uh so how so how did how did how did you guys meet? Um you I'm uh, um, just in the same town. Did you guys know each other before? I mean, what what is what is your interconnective story? Yeah, so we had a we had a mutual friend. Um Brian worked for a pretty major trigger manufacturer in the Minneapolis area. Um trigger as in uh AR fifteen trigger manufacturer and this friend was doing some competitive shooting with brian some three gun he's like hey dude you got to come where we meet at, at the store and then we go and shoot and then we uh get food afterwards and we read the bible together and do some stuff I'm like yeah that sounds fantastic so uh we we met a few years ago and then brian said he was going to hire me at that job and <laughs> he forgot about me and then uh, <laughs> never did <laughs> so then a couple of years after that, we kind of came full circle together, and we kind of fell out of touch for a little bit. And then um, he was transitioning out of something; I was transit, you know, kind of in the middle of some stuff too, and um, we just reconnected. To give you some more context, so Angela and I, we we own a couple of different businesses. One of them, we do business development in the gun industry. Yep. So we work for some, you know, small to medium-sized gun manufacturers, and so I've got six to eight years working in the gun industry. So I have a, a network of, from a sales standpoint. I've got a lot of experience in just operations. And so in 2019, when I was transitioning from the gun manufacturer that I was working for, and that was where him and I met, competitive shooting three gun, then we started our own company called Apex Development Group, which we get hired as an independent contractor. We come work with gun manufacturers and help them scale and grow. And I mean, just to segue into to cigars, that is what kind of prompted us to start our own thing um, and build something of our own because we've had a ton of a ton of success in helping other companies scale and grow their business. So, um, yeah, I mean, we, we, I mean, that was Angel's is the visionary of the business. 
Yeah, you know, I, 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 had, I had read you guys did were competitive shooters, and I'm like, oh, maybe maybe next time they're down here, I'll, I'll you know, because I, I used to shoot competitively, and then I saw your pictures, and I'm like, no, no, I'm not. I'm you, you guys, you guys take that shit seriously. I, I shot in the GSF, GSSF, you know, the Glock Sport Shooting Foundation, you know, yeah. with, with a with with a 34, you know, but then I saw pictures of you guys, and then like my buddy Robert Bowers, you know, he shoots competitive 1911. His guns are twenty thousand dollar guns. Mm-hmm. I saw your guys' guns, and I'm like, "Oh, these guys are you guys are serious competitive shooters." Yeah, Is like, this where you run a B-roll video of us shooting three guns? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. <laughs> if yeah, if I could have most... found that video, I I, I would have because I love. You got to dig deeper on my Facebook. Yeah. it's in there. Yeah. It's in there. I've got. Some oh, is it? Oh, I, I missed it. It's not impressive, but. Yeah, it's like the, the most cost prohibitive hobby is oh, shooting. Yeah. It's like, oh, you got to now with ammo costs. Oh my goodness, got to buy oh, all these guns and then it, all it, the it, ammo it, to keep them running. Oh yeah, like the, I mean, Robert, I said he's got uh, uh, three of the uh, uh, loaders. Two, two of them are auto loaders. Just constantly. I mean, it's just it's insane. You know, luckily he loads my own ammo for me as well, especially yeah. when I go go shoot you know competitively. So it kind of gives me like powder puff rounds because they don't check them at glock so uh there, there i remember one time i'm like you know i had told him i said hey we're gonna have to put a little more in there i i hit the metal plate twice and it didn't fall over so uh you gotta <laughs> gotta put a little more powder in uh next time you around. upgrade to heavy and shoot 45 yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god I carried, so- uh, I carried a 34 for like four years and then i there's a long story behind that but i'm six five so i could i've got the frame for it but I carry a much smaller gun than that now, and I'm I welcome it. Yeah, uh, care. I, I mean, did you did you dye your mustache? Why is your face so dark? It's a uh, really. It, That's what you got to say to me. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. Hey, I, I, I saw yeah, you late. I know you're going through you, a lot. You, How's the new you studio? Were, you were sitting there, and, you, and I, I couldn't see your mouth, so you look like a giant frown. You know, because you're your mustache. Is. I'm so. very frowny. So, no, uh, it's so not yeah, my mustache. It's uh, it's it's. I just was shaving. I'm very gray in multiple areas. This area just happens to be a little bit darker. I did not get the Agrician formula for men, and I did not dye the beard or mustache. Care, I'm in the same group here. If you, I don't know if you can see this, but this is all gray right here. It is, yeah. yeah. It's it's a little stubble right now. When it grows out, it's very very gray. But I'm not ashamed. I'll see. I'll see about gray in the mustache, Kev, so I don't look like uh, Magnum <laughs> PI. That George yeah, that, that's a, a sexy gray-haired man. <laughs> yeah, that, that that that's it. So, so um, so you guys, you guys are working together. You got your business development uh, a business, um, and you want to. You, you guys obviously you have not enough time on your hands, and you have too Correct. much money. You obviously have yeah, too much absolutely. money. Um, so uh, uh, you decided let's uh. Let's write this off and start a cigar company. Yeah. You know, it's like, like Brian, I can't keep tripping over these piles of cash in our office. Yeah. And I'm so bored today. Yeah. Because you know, neither yeah, we, of us we, we, have a whole mitt of kids either. And and it doesn't take much <laughs> cash to cigar, start a cigar company. No, no, no. Nothing. Like anyone should do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Care, Care will tell you that. That's what he does. You know, the Stogie Road cigars. Some uh, you spare, know, just... spare change and then the money just rolls in. Absolutely. Yeah, the money right. just it's rolls. Like a, it's like a snowball. <laughs> Instant yeah. snowball. Instant. No, but it was, you know, the, the consulting thing is we found out, and just to be frank, we were, we were good at it. We're very good at business development. And it got to the point where we're like, man, uh, there's a lot of 
lot of people who are making a lot of money right now. And as a consultant, I mean, we're a professional advice giver, and we're we're trying. We did things outside of that where we were, you know, we did more than just tell people what to do. But there's two ways we can lose our job. The first is uh, you're bad at it, and you get fired. Uh, the second way is you do exactly what you said you were going to do, and they don't need you anymore. And that happened a couple times, and a couple of times a lot quicker than we thought. And I. My background is I'm a mechanical engineer, and it's like a, a really good engineer engineers himself out of a job. So we were like, ah, this doesn't feel good to keep working ourselves out of a job. Why don't we build something for ourselves? So if we did anything in the gun industry, uh, we would have competed with half our clients. So cigars had enough of an overlap. We thought that there was an opportunity in the space to use a lot of Brian's contacts and a lot of con contacts that we've built up over the years to you know, make a name for ourselves in the gun industry. And that's, uh, yeah, we launched at a gun event uh, in October of 2020. So how how did how did that how did you do you have a, a table set up a booth you know just a, a selling cigars or you know how, how did that how did you launch at that at the gun event? Yeah, so this online retailer, um, we're talking to Leon, their marketing guy, and he's like, hey guys, <clears throat> putting together this swag bag for all the influencers that are going to be here. What what do you guys have to offer? And at the time, then our client was a suppressor manufacturer, a silencer. You guys can have silencers in Florida, right? That's yeah. You guys, you guys love yeah, guns in Florida. We're, yeah, we, yeah, we love our guns. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, the the retailer that we were going to their event is in Gainesville, Florida. So we went to this event in it was at it was in Savannah, Georgia. So it was yep. right across the border, and it was called the Epic Shoot. And anyway, so we told Leon. Um, and this was right after he pitched me the idea of the cigar company. So we kind of started formulating what that would look like, putting together a business plan, you know, kind of. And, of course, he did all the research. And and I'd been researching this for about three months before bringing it up to him. Because right. I, just wanted, I didn't want it to just be an idea. I wanted to actually have, you know, some legs behind it if he was on yeah, board to, with it. Yeah, and to back up. I mean, he came into the office one day, and this is after one of our, our clients had pulled the rug out from under us, and we had... Um, Anyway, so we were, you know, cleaning up our tears, and he said, you know, what do you think about cigars? And my response was, well, what do you mean? You know, I smoke cigars, you know. I had no idea what context he was coming from, and so he said, what do you think about starting a cigar company? And my response to him was, as long as it's not a distraction to what we're, you know, our day-to-day, -day, and as long as we don't lose money, sure, I'm in, right? <laughs> We've been successful at building other companies, same framework, right? And so, fast forward, we launched the company, at, publicly launched the company at a, at a gun event called the Epic Shoot, and Leon asked us what could we put into the swag bag for these influencers, and Angel, just kind of out of nowhere, without any, like, prep from us, like, hey, we should talk, we should, you know, this is what we should do, we had no, uh, he just basically was like, hey, what do you think about cigars, Leon? He's like, fuck yeah, let's do cigars, that'd be awesome, you guys want to give out cigars to everyone? So... We, what we did at this event was we basically took an acrylic tube and we packaged it to look like a suppressor. So a 22 caliber is about a six inch, one inch by diameter, same size as an acrylic tube that you would put a cigar in. And we put a sticker around it and wrapped it to look exactly like our client's suppressor. Put it, packaged it in a suppressor in box. In the retail suppressor box. Right. And then put, the, and then shipped 150 of these to this retailer 
and they put this in all of the influencers' swag bag. So you're a you're an influencer. You just showed up like you know like Drew Estate's throwing a party, right? And you show up and you get into your hotel room, and there's a swag bag on your on your bed, and you open it up, and it's like all oh, this like cool patches and hats and stuff. Oh shit! There's a suppressor box right here, and you open <laughs> it up, and of course you know it doesn't it, you know it's an acrylic tube, so it's not going to weigh the same uh, same weight as a suppressor. But you're like oh. And then you pop the cap, and there's a cigar in it, and it's a founder cigar. It's our oh, signature, wow. which George Washington's logo on it. And everyone was like, "Dude, that was awesome." Yeah. And then the the host of the event from Epic Shoot, they, it was because it was kind of at a, at a secluded, out in the no, middle of nowhere gun range. Then they had they catered all the food. They brought in like barbecue or something like that. Open bar, and everyone sat around, and there was a few hundred people there smoking our cigars that night. Yeah. So that's how that wow. was our uh, intro to the public. Yep, that, that's uh, that, that's probably the coolest story we've ever heard, Karen. Yeah, that um, is pretty cool. The, 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 yeah, it, it, damn. What's cool about that? I mean, this event is one of those in the firearms industry. Usually at the beginning of the year is when you get all your product releases. That's when you have Shot Show. That's when you have all these you know big uh, shows or whatever. So there's really nothing that happens later in the year. So they use this as like a bring manufacturers and media together for a one or two day event you can get a ton of content shot in one area people can show off their end of the year uh you know all the influencers are paid to be there yeah so i mean this these are like the combined views of all these influencers is like in the multi multi millions does jake not know we're on a show right now yeah all right um and then the manufacturers there too are showing off some cool stuff and i mean there there's kind of like the end of the year like teasers of stuff that's coming out but and all anyone could talk about was the cigars uh, and the cigar guys and we have some people who are very long in the industry and they've they've been around for 20 years politically involved all that who i still have like really good friendships with to this day because they walked up to our booth like our client's booth the next day and they go all right gentlemen you got my attention what, what do i got to see um so yeah it was a uh, it, it started as a as a marketing add-on well twofold because our our client who was a suppressor manufacturer was relatively new to the space right yeah. they were they, they were competing up some some really big names i mean it takes millions of dollars to start a suppressor manufacturer company and so with us being there with this kind of smaller end manufacturer and in using kind of a unique marketing tactic it drove a ton of attention to to our booth the next day so yeah it was just a it was a cool idea we, we rolled the dice, it played out, it, it, it gave a ton of exposure to our client, and then also then it was just kind of our, you know, um, our first time to be publicly, hey, we have a cigar brand. And so we want to be known as the cigar guys in the gun industry. All right. On. And we got it. We want to welcome a, a, a Dan Thompson uh, from McAuliffe Cigars is on with us. Um, let me see if I can get it up here. My 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 computer is still still lagging. Um, Dan, uh, um, I, I came on a little late. Uh, uh, Brian is uh, is is in, in the Air Force or Air Force Reserves currently. Um, Brian, now you never flew, right? You you you're not a pilot, correct? Correct. No. So my job in the Air Force is Security Forces, which is the military police of the Air Force, and I basically tell people we're the infantry of the Air Force. All right, so so Dan, their other business that uh, um, that McAuliffe Cigar owns is a silicone business, and they actually make the silicone seal that uh, that seals the uh, the canopy of. Uh, and I can't remember which uh, which uh, uh, jet that the Air Force uses. So yeah, so that Lots that's their. I think yeah, that that's it. I, I you know, and and I can't remember which one. I don't even want to say. I'm going to say the F A eighteen Super Hornet. 
Yeah, the Super Hornet's the only one I know because my little brother's in the Navy. And he works on Super Hornet, so it's really the, the only F-35. one. The, the, okay, Dan says the F-35. So he makes the, they make the silicone That's gasket cool. that seals the canopy of the F-35. And so, the F-22. That's super yeah, cool, so, Dan. Yeah, so you never know who you're going to meet in this industry. Right. You yeah. know, like it, it's just it, it's it's such a, a, a small, small industry. Um, and then I got to figure out how to get pay, uh, be a paid influencer in the gun world because uh, mm-hmm. the, uh, the influencers in the cigar world. I love what I do. We don't we don't we don't make a, we don't make a lot of money now. Kevin, influencers. What's that? Go ahead. You need about 100,000 subscribers to YouTube to be to be anyone in the gun industry. Yeah. God, that that yeah, is a. You're you're like the the epic shoot where they basically pay for all of the brand ambassadors and the influencers to be at this event. I'm pretty sure the minimum requirement is 100,000 subscribers on your YouTube. Yeah, if not. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. that's why I'm not doing it. Um, I'm just yeah yeah, yeah that's uh <laughs> yeah, the only yeah. reason. That's the only reason. So so you guys you guys are are still fairly new to the cigar industry. We're talking about influencers. How do the how do the influencers? Because I don't I I don't seek out like all the gun content. Are there a lot of scantily clad women gun influencers just like there are in the cigar side or is it, or is it a little bit more, I, I, I don't want to use the, I don't want to use the word respectable because that downplays what, you know, one of the I used to does. work for a software company. <laughs> I've so heard I've that. Not, yes. Yeah. That was the joke when we did the show with Matt yeah. from how about that cigar? Cause both of those guys are in it. So, you know, just, before the show started, we started talking about some software stuff, and then Angela's over here making fun of us. Well, because so. I always say, like, we, you know, we're, we're detailed contextual processors. So if you ever hear Brian start a story, oh, so I used to work for a software company, like, buckle up. You're in for like, yeah. at least eight minutes of context for something. <laughs> so I've been to some trade shows in the software space, and that's where you get some scandalous women at the trade show booths. We call them booth babes because it's like <laughs> millions of dollars are used to like, you know, IT you got to, yeah, I mean, IT nerds, you're going to attract as many nerds to your booth. You, you put an attractive woman at the corner of your booth and you, you guarantee success in the gun really? industry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I would say the gun industry has um, years ago, I would feel like, yeah, you have the, the, what do gun you call bunnies. it? Gun bunnies. Gun bunnies, right? Gun and, bunnies. And, and I would say over the last three to six years, five, ten years, whatever it is, I've seen a big shift into just legitimacy between be, behind a girl that they just hire that lives in Vegas because the show's in Vegas and it's a gun bunny versus actually finding a, a, a woman that is you know basically knowledgeable. She's a subject matter expert on the weapon system that she's talking about, but she also shoots competitively and she's attractive. Yeah. So there's this... You know they're they're being very narrow focused on finding what people describe as a gun bunny to actually someone and then you and then you see that she actually shoots and you're like shit, staying away from her. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I would yeah. say there's less less of the gun bunnies, you know, per se, and more of these, you know, women that actually are attractive and can actually. I mean, know, at that event, we found we smoked cigars with a couple like Olympic medal oh, yeah. shotgun shooters who were just these like. 20 year old just gorgeous girls who could outshoot any of us in this room who are like incredibly knowledgeable and down to earth well and all of this and i mean, I mean lena mitchellick comes to mind who's yeah. Jer- i mean jerry mitchellick is basically i don't know how many world records he's set he's probably in his 70s yeah and his daughter i mean i'm not saying she's attractive but she's certainly not hard to look at and she's probably <laughs> one of the top shooters in the world 
For I mean, sure. she's gone to Worlds, competed at a at a at a at Olympic level, and like taken. I mean, we we go to like the the shotgun Worlds and the rifle Worlds, whatever like that. She takes gold every time. Well, now now Dan had made um, a, a comment. His his wife Amanda uh, look up uh, um, at arsenic. Dan, I I, ha- I have looked up uh, uh, Amanda. The the art like is. Those are some beautiful women, Dan, I, and I'm not downplaying anything. What any woman does every time I bring this up, the next day I always get I always get a message. Kevin, why are you, you got to navigate through those waters, Kev? I, I I do I do have to navigate carefully of, of, of what of what I say. I got in trouble a couple years ago, and I don't want to get in that trouble trouble again. <laughs> uh, so we're just gonna move along now. Um, <laughs> so 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 gun bunnies check. Yeah, yeah, gun bunnies check. Well, now is there such a thing as cigar bunnies? Cigar is bunnies? Is that them? is that we got to figure out a, a term? A, is um, that, is that um, now what we're now this is yeah. this is where I'm going to this is where I'm going to protect you, Kevin. Just tell you to stop, not look for a yeah. name, and move to the next yeah, question. Don't, don't, <laughs> okay, yeah, sorry, okay. Yeah, See, but at least this time it was Jessica that 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 well, started I was it. Curious, so I know where you were. I tell you to turn her mic off, but she doesn't have a mic, Kevin. So yeah, it's just. Yeah, it's, so it's, guys, this is interesting. Yes, so we went to so, TPE uh, so in guys. January. I don't remember seeing any like booth bays at TPE, and nope. so we're going to PCA. We have a booth this year at PCA. So, uh, it, should we expect to see a lot of booth babes at PCA? Is no. No, no, I well, think what Kevin's point is it's more of like the, the the pictures like you see on Instagram or Facebook. They seem to be overwhelming. Maybe not necessarily in the at the at the trade shows or in the booths, but just the pictures that are being displayed seem to be um, overwhelmingly unrealistic. High. Well, <laughs> I would say unrealistic. I mean, it's 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 Some women. I mean, it's. Some of it's unrealistic. Yeah. So, but oh, yeah, uh, yeah. TPE or a uh, PCA is a little more when it comes to media, when it comes to uh, influencers, no. a little bit more strict than than uh, um, the other the other trade shows. Um, so, so you have this idea, uh, uh, starting a, a, a cigar company. How long? Now, Angela, you said you'd been working on it for three months before before you told uh, Brian. How long before you told your wives that you want to start another um, company? We still haven't told our wives. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, we, um, I think because of the nature of our business, you know, we, Brian and I have minority positions in some of the companies we've helped out with. So for us coming home and saying like, oh, by the way, we're involved in this now, it's not that out of the What did your you wife know? say just recently? She, she's been hesitant. Hesitant. No, we she used a word. She used the word. So my wife's not, my wife's been in business. She's an entrepreneur longer than I have, um, and she used a word where she said, "You know, I'm just kind of wait, waiting and seeing about this one." And this is like yeah. two years into this now at this point. Um, but yeah, I think I think because of the nature of what we do is is getting involved with either different clients or you know working with different people in different capacities. I mean, us coming home and talking about something isn't that out of the ordinary. I think for this one though, us saying like, "Hey, this is something we're pursuing," I think it was. It was pretty right away where, you know, once we went to that event and talking about the response from that and everything that we had to do after that to get ready for, you know, sale. Um, I think it was I think it was pretty, pretty close after that. All right. Right on. Now, now you're both married. You said, you, you know, uh, you both have kids. Um, uh, Angela, you go first. Uh, how, how long you've been married? Where'd you where'd you meet your wife? And then, uh, you know, how many kids you, you, you have? 
Yeah, my wife and I met in high school. Um, so I, I'll just age myself. I'm 32. Met my wife when I was 15. So more than half of my time on this earth, I've been with my wife. Um, been married for 11 years. It was 11 years this January. And we have four sons, uh, eight, six, four, and one. So it's a madhouse, fist fights, um, what were you thinkings all the time in my house. And my wife's a saint. So every time I call you and you're at home, all I hear is just screaming in the background. <laughs> it's, it's, there is my middle two. There is no in between. They are either best friends would take a bullet for each other all of that or trying to kill each other just there's no middle ground 100 <laughs> so so a, any thoughts of trying for a girl or no are you done we're done biologically but at this point we're already the weird family with four kids so you know we might adopt a <laughs> pair of girls in the future just to kind of balance everyone out but yeah it it, it was crazy once when we travel a lot uh we we where do we do real estate and short-term rental stuff uh so we travel a lot and there was something about going from three kids to four kids where people will go out of their way to comment on it. Like I was pushing the <laughs> stroller and had the kids in tow and two people in a row rolled down their window. Are you got your hands full there, son? I'm like, absolutely. For sure. <laughs> so I don't know Thanks. what it was you want one? about the yeah. jumping yeah. to three to four, but <laughs> yeah. So it's, I mean, four, five, six. I mean, there's basically all the same at this point. Now, now uh, does she, does your wife smoke cigars? Uh, she does not, but she she is a fan of cigars for sure. Really? Okay. And when I light up a cigar, this is my wife. No. <laughs> oh really? Oh my! Oh my God! So now, now no. Brian, I, I had I had heard which uh, um, uh, that you and your wife, um, you met. Uh, let me see. Uh, I think I have a. Oh shit! I, yes. I, 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 I didn't pull the video up, but uh, um, but but uh, yes, uh, yeah. So. <laughs> You, you and your Damn wife it. met. Is that true that you met at a bodybuilding competition? <laughs> Earlier than that. Yeah. Tell the actual story where you met. This is fantastic. Oh. Oh. <laughs> you, yeah. you went there, didn't you? Yeah. Oh. We're basically family now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Bartender. I need to drink. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. Let me see. Long story short, I had a friend who was doing a competition, and she dared me to do bodybuilding because it's difficult, and I'm, of course, up for the challenge. And, of course, the coach that she hired was like, I could do that. And so I decided to quit drinking and start working out and do all these things, right? So long story short, I fast forward. My, this friend of mine does spray tanning. And so she's like, hey, you know, this competition, it's at the Mall of America. Um, we're going to meet at, at, at uh, what the hell is his name? Anyways, her coach's house, and she's going to spray tan all of us. And I have a friend that's going to be there. And I was like, great. So I show up, and me and this other guy, the coach, and we're getting spray tanned. And, you know, you, you, know, you put a sock on it. Yeah. <laughs> if, if that. Yeah. And so, so I'm done. And then her friend showed up, and it's my now wife. Her name, <laughs> we won't name her. She, so she gets spray tanned at this guy's house, and you know, God bless her soul, she didn't know any of us. And my friend, who was just was like, "All right, yep, you gotta, you know, 
take your clothes off and we'll spray you right here in the front entryway. And it was just like awkward for me. It was awkward for her. My friend was kind of a, or the coach, this guy was kind of a, he was a creeper. Uh, so he was just like, ah, I'm watching this. So anyways, I go to the kitchen and then she came in and I was like, well, here's my shirt. And I gave her my shirt so that she didn't feel like, you know, she was having to cover everything up. So I met my wife for the very first time. We were both naked getting spray tan prior to this competition show. And like, I'm just like, this is what we do. Like, I don't know. This is all new to me. I didn't realize that we just like get naked and get spray tan prior to a show. And that's literally what backstage at a bodybuilding competition looks like. So that's, and I, so I met my wife at getting spray tanned Naked. at someone's house that I've never been to. Yeah, it wasn't backstage. It was in a house. It was in a house. You said, yep. you said I got spray tanned out front and then gave her my shirt in a kitchen. Yes, yeah. literally. It, yep. Like yeah. it, was the, it was like the yeah. front entryway was apparently the best place to get spray tanned sure. in this house. Because that's where the neighbors can see us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's so, so that's where I met my wife and then uh, we went to the show and we, we both competed and she did the bikini contest I did the bodybuilding and I got last place or whatever it was and, <laughs> and then that was all she wrote and then we started dating so, so how, how long how long did you both compete after that that wasn't your one and done was it no, so that was like the pre-show to the show. So I did the Natural Natural Association of Bodybuilding, whatever it's called, NANBC or something like that. And it was in Minnesota. It that This show was what they call an NPC show, which is like they don't test you for drugs and stuff like that. But it was a show for me to like prep and, and practice like the posing and, the, and the, all the things, right, that I didn't know anything about at the time. And so uh, we, we, both, we both had signed up for this show you know and of course we didn't know each other at the time to you know it was a pre-show to the show that we were both competing in i did end up getting fourth place in the actual show and and then at that show which was a natural bodybuilding competition they do like lie detector tests and a urine sample to make sure you're not on some like growth you know testosterone or or steroids whatever like that but yeah so we did we both did two shows that year and that was it that was in 2011 when we met, and we both were, I think it was just, we were, we crossed paths, but we both had, like, decided this was just, like, something that we wanted to do that year, and we both did it, and, and then we dated, and now we, like, eat junk food and drink lots of pop, and <laughs> <laughs> our thing is, like, Oreos, so we'll eat, like, oh, yeah. a log of Oreos before we go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah so and, and before, occasionally put on the old costumes and, like... The old sock? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You, you put, yeah you, <laughs> Underneath this table is my my hammock. Yeah, you guys yeah, want to yeah. see? No, oh, so I oh got arrested God. last time. So uh, Cigar Show Tim, th- thank you for joining us. This, this is gold. So I want to thank uh, Cigar Show Tim for introducing us to uh, uh, Founder yeah. Cigars and these guys. Tim Tim is a a, a wonderful ambassador uh, for you guys and a uh, great 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 friend of ours um, as as well. Um, so and then uh, you you have you have kids as well, correct? Yes, three kids. Seven, six, no, seven, five and a half, and <laughs> one and a half. I can't remember. So I got two boys. They're 18 months apart, so seven and five and a half. And then I have uh, a daughter who's adopted. She's one and a half. So now, now you and Jessica have have something in common. So we we have. I have my two grown kids. They're out of the house. Uh, uh, Jessica has three kids. Graham's obviously in the. Uh, um, the army, he's out of the house, and we have uh, um, uh, Gab- Gabriella and Wyatt. Um, Wyatt has Down syndrome, um, and just your son Gunner, 
And she was just telling me the other day, she, Jessica. I, I was going to name him Gunner because I named my son Graham and then my daughter Gabriella and I wanted another G name. So I was going to name my son Gunner. And then when he was born, I just kept thinking of like him as a little warrior and why it just was fitting because he was born in North Carolina near Cherokee. And that's what little war, like why it is little Bold warrior. warrior. That's what Gunner means. Yeah. Bold warrior. Yeah. See, and that was like where I was torn and I was like, I'm breaking the G thing. I'm breaking it for the name. So he almost was a gunner. <laughs> so what's his so, name? His name is Wyatt. 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 It's fantastic. Yep. Oh, my goodness. I love that. That is so crazy. Yeah, so Gunner, five and a half, our middle child, it has Down syndrome. And that's amazing. He's the best. Oh, he's a pickpocket, though. Yeah, so. oh, <laughs> he is yeah. a pickpocket. Oh, oh, oh Je- Je- Jessica. Je- Jessica, oh. Wyatt is just oh. a straight-up kleptomaniac. He'll steal everything. He steals everything, like, to the point where his teacher and I, I have to check his back. And he's, uh, he is uh 15 now so okay jess you and my wife just everything. became best friends and you know. <laughs> i have to i have to text his teacher every day like hey this was in his book bag do you know who this is and send her a picture <laughs> or she'll send me a picture like hey did you know he brought this from home and it's always like my headbands or like handkerchiefs and stuff that i put in my hair and i'm like yeah. why why is he bringing this Oh yeah, one time we had we had nine thousand uh, um, colored pencils from uh, oh, from the school. Oh, I could go on and on, but yeah, klepto, yes. <laughs> so, so if he's a pickpocket now, I just want to let oh, you know it's, it it doesn't get better. And it I tell does. everyone that because you meet Gunner and he's the best. I mean, he's like he's the sweetest. He's oh, do you got so, a picture you can show? I mean, he's so like. You you wouldn't expect it from him, but we used to work out of Brian's basement, and we had to put a lock on the door for all the kids for all the reasons. And that's in our heyday of our consulting, and before we moved into our new office with all the cigars. Um, but if he ever came into the office, it's like anything on my desk. Like, where's my mouse? Where's my keyboard? Where are my keys? Yeah, yeah you can't see the. I had a picture oh, of Gunner. Oh, it was yeah. it was, yeah, but. He's the best, and you wouldn't expect it from him, but you're just like, oh, I half my stuff is missing now. <laughs> so, so Kevin, when I first started dating him, you know, it took a little while before I would, like, let him meet my kids, but, like, mm-hmm. Wyatt, when we came to the house, Kevin has had a garage full of danger, just danger. <laughs> so I was like, you got to keep your hands in your pocket. Like, we're mm-hmm. walking through the garage. You you need to keep, don't touch anything. And as soon as we get in the house, he had, like, gr- a grease streak across his face. <laughs> I was like, I, di- I didn't even know how he touched anything. We were like, what is happening? So, yeah, yeah he, yeah. So, he, they're quick. <laughs> yes. So, so how, how is, without pry, without prying getting too personal, how how is Gunner's health? You know, I before I met Jessica, I met Wyatt. I didn't know anybody. I'd never met anybody with Down syndrome before. And then just hearing the stories, you know, of all the surgeries, all the issues that Wyatt had um, as as a baby, and you know, and, and as a you know as a toddler, you know, it was a lot. So, um, Gunner doing okay? He is absolutely healthy. Yeah, he's one hundred percent. The story I'll give you some context. So, and I'm sure Jess can relate. So, we found out uh, prenatal. At 20 weeks, when you go in to find out about the sex of your child, right, then they tell you, that's when they do like the, you know, they're looking at the heart and all kinds of things, and they they saw that there was a heart defect, right? And so when you're expecting to find out the sex, and our first son, 
his name is Deacon. Then we, we waited, of course, to find out his sex, and we did the whole review. It was a lot of fun. But then after that, we're like, all right, that was fun. We're, we want to know if it's a boy or a girl so we can prepare for it. So we're, we're expecting to find out if it's a boy or a girl, and they're like, hey, we need you to go down to the University of Minnesota, the Masonic Children's Hospital. Uh, you got to see a specialist. They want to take a closer look at his heart. And you're like, uh, okay. So we go down. We're, we're meeting. You know, We have the echo done. And then they bring you into this very sterile white room, and you know we're—I don't—I don't know what we're expecting. I've got my one-year-old, my six-month-year-old, my deacon, yeah. whoever. I mean, I'm chasing him around the room, whatever. And this cardiologist comes in, or the, and she's explaining to us about this heart defect. And at first, they diagnosed him with Epstein's anomaly, which is like a dislocated trivesca valve. And they're basically saying that the, the flow of blood back into the heart is excessive, and we don't know if he's going to live. So it's like, what? Is it a boy or a girl? Like, that was what we were like expecting to hear. And so that was huge. And so then we had to go back every single week to have an echo done, and that that a first initial diagnosis changed from him having what they called Epstein's anomaly to, oh, yeah, it looks like his heart's going to be fine. Yeah. Yes, there, there he is. That's Gunner. To, to oh, gorgeous kid. So yep. then to, to the him, you know, he might have Down syndrome. And, of course, they give it, like, a, a percentage. You know, it's going to be 90, 99%, you know. And, and, and you, Jess, I'm sure you can, rec- you know, um, you can relate is that I was in denial and I'm like, oh, we're going to have a healthy kid, right? You know, it's going to be healthy. You know, I'm just going to just ignore all of the doctors until he's born. And so he was born at the Masonic uh, Hospital, Children's Hospital in Minneapolis here. And, you know, they had like nine NICU nurses waiting. And and it was like a one pump and he's out kind of thing, you know. So yeah. it went really quick and it was a complete blur to me. And he came out and he was he was healthy as an ox, right? So they handed him over. We spent three days in discharge and that was it. Well, after his birth, we we kept going back and that was when they noticed that he had a, a small <laughs> hole in his heart. It was about two centimeters, and that was when at a year and a half we scheduled him to have open heart surgery which was an ASD to repair the two centimeter hole in his heart. And the best part, I was traveling at the time when they were, when we were, when my wife was meeting the surgeon. And of course, we're in Minnesota. So we have the Mayo in Rochester. We have Children's in Minneapolis and we have University of Minnesota Masonic. And we saw all three of them met with all three surgeons and had the best experience with the Children's Minneapolis, uh, the Children's Hospital. And the name of his surgeon was Dr. MacGyver. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Why is why is surgeon was Dr. Jagger? <laughs> so no, that's no, crazy. Jessica, so Jessica had a similar um, yeah, uh, with Wyatt. Wyatt was yeah. born with, with uh, he had an antroventricular heart defect and rare yep. sinus venosis, which means yep. he had a a hole in the back of his heart the size of a quarter that they didn't even know he had. Wow. But he wow. was, he was born in the mountains of North Carolina and it happens to like one in a thousand people. So he just yeah. got a bonus hole for like being born in the mountains. Wow. So what like had nothing yeah, had nothing to do with like the other stuff. But they about when he was about two, he had open heart surgery as well. Yep. And um mm. but you know, it's they bounce back so fast. It's crazy. Oh yeah. It's he absolutely is insane. So resilient. So resilient. Yeah. He when we came home, he crawled three days after that surgery 
and he actually split his sternum. So he had a, tri- uh, uh, what do you call it, <laughs> partial sternectomy or whatever it's called, partial, yes. where they, yeah. yeah. And so he he actually, like, it, like, buckled because he was crawling and moving so much. We had to go back for the, yep. so Dr. MacGyver had to go back in, open <laughs> him back up, and re, re-stitch his, uh, his chest back together. Yeah. But, dude, that, Gunner is, he is... Oh, he has the biggest heart. You see, I always say everything I was told was yep. like nothing I experienced. I mean, obviously some of it, but I like was like, you can't teach anyone determination and he's got it. And like everything that he he's done is because of his own pure determination. Like he's mm-hmm. there's just something that drives in him you know and they and he like beat all these odds and i was like okay like they don't really know what they're talking about but okay (laughs) for sure we need more wyatts and more gunners in the world yes and 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 wyatt is the dog whisperer so (laughs) wyatt can meet any dog any dog it could be an aggressive dog barking wyatt will just go straight up to that dog kiss it on the face 10 seconds later like it could be the meanest dog ever they're just chilling together and like the, awesome. like the owner would be like, that that doesn't happen. Like who who is this mystical little boy? That- <laughs> he really doesn't care. He just like wants to pet them, and then he's like, okay, bye. Yeah, yeah, that, that's it. it. It's just it's it's mind blowing to uh, to to see that. And we, we don't we don't know how we don't know how he does it. You know. So. Well, congratulations, Jess. That's thank awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I want to meet Wyatt you. someday. Yeah. Yeah. Wyatt is a trip for sure. He he is he is he is a trip. You know so. Yeah, well, I can't wait to meet you. I'll make sure I put my wallet in my, you know, I'll have a yeah. fanny pack. <laughs> yeah, front pocket. You know, so, yeah, that, that's it. Front pocket. So, sorry. So, we're, so we're gonna ju- jump back to the to the cigars now. Um, you 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 told your wives you you want to start a cigar company, Angela. You did the uh, you did the prep, but yep. what what's the first what's the first step? You know, you guys, you know, it, uh, you know, you you know, before you you had the cigar really uh to put in these 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 swag bags um how, how did you find you know the, the the manufacturer how did you find bands what what was your you know when you get when you know you told brian let's start this he's like all right yeah. what what's what's that step yeah honestly i think we had, we tackled it like a consulting problem where okay if my goal you'll hear us say that so many times like what's your goal What's your goal? What's your goal? Because if I don't know your goal, I can't help you get there. Um, our goal was to retail cigars. Okay, great. We need to sell a cigar. Uh, what cigars? What kind of cigars? How many cigars? What sizes? What blends? What all that? And so we, we really treated it like a problem. Okay, if I have a work backwards, I want to sell a cigar. I need the cigar. The cigar needs a barcode. Great. Uh, GS1, get some barcodes. Register. So, I mean, we, we treated it like these are the things in our way from launching a cigar brand so let's just go accomplish all those things and so it was calling a bunch of people who were rolling cigars blending cigars doing that got as many samples as we can contacted 15 of them the yellow pages for cigar manufacturers or (laughs) factories doesn't exist doesn't exist so we tried to get as crafty as we could tried to get you know the google google foo going to see who we could uh find that did this stuff and got as many samples as we could i had i think i'd already sampled some stuff even before i yeah. <laughs> told brian that we were doing this um 
And it was really trying to find people that would work with us, educate us, really partner with us in the process because we don't come from the cigar industry. My, my last name isn't Fuente or Hernandez or any of that stuff. So, I mean, trying to use the use the resources and the methods that we have used in our consulting business and just apply this to cigars. And, and the first thing was finding someone who could help us, you know, actually procure the cigars. We, we had uh, helped launch a coffee company. So very similar framework of, hey, we're not going to roast the coffee ourselves, so find a roaster, right? And, um, you know, and build a brand around it and build a community. And so we've, we've done similar things outside of the cigar industry. So we basically took some of the framework that had been successful in, in something else and applied it here. Yeah. Yeah, cause, cause, I mean, care care will tell you. Like I say, care. There's no there's no yellow pages for factories, is there? No, no, <laughs> no. It's it's uh, trial and error. Yeah, it was now, a ton of that. When you guys were trying, let me ask you this: When you were trying your samples, did you know what what types of like you said, if you're going through this process like a consultant, you're saying, okay, we want to sell cigars. Then is it okay? I want to have a Connecticut. I want to have a Habano. I want to yes. have a Maduro. So yes. you're going through the process of the different blends and hitting everything from mild, medium to full bodied. Yep. Uh, f- from there, did, did you did you get as deep as what tobaccos you wanted in these, or were you just looking for a flavor profile going along with these mild, medium, full bodied? Yeah, we approached it from the perspective of we wanted to build a community and we wanted to build a company that built community. And so for us, and it's and I'll, I say this tongue in cheek um, because we we take this cigar seriously, but we've always said we are a community company that happens to use a cigar to do that. Our, our entire company exists to trick you into building community with someone. Uh, the whole company started March of 2020, so go back even further than that. March of 2020, I met with a group of guys. Uh, the same, I think it's seven of us. The same seven of us have met every Tuesday since March of 2020. And realizing in the depths of COVID how healthy my life was because weekly I got together with a group of guys and one, saw people, but two, I was able to talk about the stuff that was going on and just had healthy laughing and just like forgetting about some stuff and just talking about real things that were going on at work and at home and all that and just realizing how powerful that that sense of community was and realizing that it all happened around the cigars. That's what that's our primary goal. Our primary goal is a community company. And so because of that, we even took that a step further where when we looked at the first four cigars we wanted to offer, and, and again, I we have a we have a hypothesis for everything that we do. Our hypothesis was, hey, we need to play the hits. I need a Connecticut, I need a Habano, I need a Maduro, but we launched with a dual wrap because it was visually appealing because it was something that I hadn't really seen. It was different. It was something that I'm never going to know what cigar you're smoking across the table, but if I see a dual wrap, well, at least it narrows down all of my options there. So our hypothesis was we want these four blends, and they have to be in the most common sizes. So I figured it was like, oh, Robusto, Toro, and Churchill seem popular around events. That was our hypothesis going into that. We took that a step further that we wanted it. So we didn't get into like the, okay, we want this part of the leaf, that part of the leaf. We want right. this different aging and all that. We wanted everything that we offer to be approachable. So even our Maduro, a lot of people. You're smoking uh, that, aren't you, Kerr? Yep, I'm smoking that right now. Yeah. yeah, that's what I got right and now. I'll, and I'll tell people this. Our, our Maduro is uh, medium-bodied. And 
some people, when they smoke the Maduro, you know, hey, I'm not a huge fan of your Maduro. I'm like, oh, you must, you must like Maduros. You must like the heavier profile. You, you, you like this. You know, when you think of a Maduro, you think of this. I'm not claiming to be that. I'm claiming to be medium bodied because if you've never smoked a cigar before and someone hands you my Maduro, I want that to be an enjoyable experience for you. So that when we were tasting stuff, the things that we really looked at, even outside of um, the flavor and how it was, I wanted to see, I'm, I'm going to smoke as many of these as I can. How do they burn? Are they consistent? Is it tight? Is it loose? Is it is this one tight and that one's loose? Well, that's not good because that's a, a variable that I don't I don't want. I want right. I want the construction to be consistent. So we looked at a lot more of the practicals because, you know, Kara likes something different than Kevin, likes something different than Brian. I can't control for preferences, but I can control for experience. So we wanted it to be approachable. We wanted it medium bodies across the line and we wanted the construction to be, you know, excellent. That's great. Now, yeah, I've I've always I, I'm sorry, Kevin. I'll no, no, go ahead. I've, no, go ahead. I, I've and that was uh, you know reason why I've switched factories is you know I don't care how great your blend is or what tobaccos you're using if the construction is lousy, yep. or if it's not being done the way it should be done, your experience is going to be horrible. Yep. That you're going to get frustrated, especially when you're trying to smoke the cigar. Um, it's not going to be a pleasant experience. You're not going to remember flavor. All you're going to remember is. You know, poor burn, mouse hole, tunneling, oh. you know, the whole nine yards. Yep. And, and your your Maduro, like you said, it, I don't think, um, and I don't know what it is, but so many folks think when you get a Maduro, it's got to, you know, it's got to be peppery and knock your knock your, your socks oh, off. Where hit you in the back of the throat. You yeah. Know. Th- this actually has been very, very pleasant. It's been, it's been, like you said, a good medium, medium blend. Um, and when I, the retro is where I get some of the pepperiness to it, but it's not, yeah. it's not overwhelming it's not assaulting my taste buds it yeah it almost when you do the retro it almost gives you almost like a uh like a smoky flavor to it you know like there's some 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 smoky tobacco in there yeah it's funny i was joked so the group of guys that i meet with um we always joke that we are like the unofficial board there's a lot of entrepreneurs you know one guy owns a packaging company a bus company you know there's like a staff engineer for tesla in there so it's like I, I feel very fortunate. It's a very high-level group of guys there. And one of the consistent things, no matter the industry that you're in, no matter what you do for a living, being consistent is like the most important yep. thing. Um, consistent with your communication, co- consistent with your you know your your um, your product. customer service, your product. I mean, if if yeah, I'm, it might not be my favorite flavor profile, but I know what to expect, and I know what to expect every single time. So those are the things that we knew that we could control. And then, and and something Brian and I have talked about, we you know we haven't even been in business for two years, so mm-hmm. some of the things that we're getting into now that we we wanted to have a line that was approachable, that was consistent, so that we could build a brand, build a community, and then take the time to really nerd out and go to Nicaragua, go to the Dominican, yeah. go to these places, and then spend the time to do that. Because we like I just spent a couple days down in Virginia. Um, meeting with a bunch of shops, meeting with a bunch of people who are doing their own uh, lines, blends, all that. But these are guys who, you know, two-star general who has more money than I know what to do with, who, yeah, he has the amount of money to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to develop his line before he launches it. We don't have the resources to do that. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to build the brand, build the community, and build our kind of following around that to then grow into that. I mean, we plan on doing this for a very long time. No, that makes sense. Yeah, you, you don't want your consistency to be known as being consistently inconsistent. Yeah. And that that's great. 
That's it. Now we're th this is uh, Jessica just sent me the, this photo. So this is this is our 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 little stud Wyatt. You know, what a guy. What a guy. My question, awesome. Jessica, is what in that picture does he not own? I what was thinking that? the same thing. Yeah, that, that bag is full of stuff. Yep. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, and he has like an obsession with like lids and a cape. And yeah. he like takes and puts the cape over the lid, and it doesn't matter if he forgets it. He will like take a paper towel and he'll take a lid from anyone's house and just yep. that's just now a his Tupperware new nightmare. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awful. Absolutely. I'm like, and he's never without something like a flag or like a cape. That's I don't so even great. know. A cape. Has, awesome. has Wyatt been to our house? Because I swear we yeah. got tons yeah. of Tupperware with so, that lid. Yeah. So, 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 so <laughs> Jessica and I will be in. Like just the office, smoking a cigar, doing nothing. I'll 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 go out to the bathroom, and there's Spider Man from full head to toe, yep. just just playing with the dogs. Just Spider Man, or we have Jack a cabinet Spen full yeah. of 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 costumes and yeah. ones that don't even fit Gunner anymore, and he's still uh, wearing they're like a two year old yeah. costume, yeah. you know, a pumpkin yeah. when he was like two years old, and he comes out wearing the pumpkin up. So so talking about that uh, years ago, we went over to a friend of ours' house, and uh, and and his his son is. Five years younger than Wyatt. Well, five times, five that. times as smaller. Wyatt found a Paw Patrol costume <laughs> for for nice. like a three year old and put it on and got it on. So yep. we're all outside smoking cigars, just having a good time, and here comes Wyatt in a Paw Patrol costume <laughs> from from and, Robert's and, and son. Mind you, he's maturing, so yeah. it was yep. very tight in a certain area. We were like, oh <laughs> yeah. my god. I, I, I know. I, I, I didn't post it on Facebook, but I created a meme, yeah. and he's in the Paw Patrol, <laughs> and then uh, the meme read, uh, hey ladies, you want this phone? You know, so. <laughs> yeah. It, it, was, it, was, it was intense. Yeah, it, it was it was it was definitely That's definitely funny. intense. Um, so now, uh, care care had mentioned he was in the same boat as as you guys because you guys switched factories. Care was yeah. you know you know he, he was in lounges. He had his own own you know um, um, cigars on his website, and care switched factories. You know just because yep. of quality issues. Um, is that you know because I know you guys switched factories at least once. Yeah. What was the uh, um, you know what was leading up to why you wanted to switch factories? Yeah, I mean the we're on factory three. Yeah, so the first. Oh, you're on factory three. Okay. Yep. Yep. The first guy we talked to, then he was really just the middle guy. Yeah. It had really good product, um, but the problem was inconsistent communication. Like, oh, it's terrible. You know, he, we'd go a week and we'd be talking to him every day, and then we'd go for six weeks and not talk to him at all, yeah. and we'd put in a sizable order, and I'd come into the office every day just pulling my hair out, going, "Is that order going to show up?" Like, are we going to have cigars next week? Or it what? got to the point where I was calling the businesses around his published location asking, have you seen this guy? Is he dead? Is, I just need to know. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he resurfaced. He's like, guys, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, you cannot do that to me. Yeah, yeah like, our, our brand entire brand lives and dies by our communication. Yeah, so, I mean, when we launched in October, I'd, been, I'd already been talking to him for probably since, like, June or July. Yeah. Got the samples, loved it. Gave it out to my group of guys. They loved it. You know, the product was awesome. All that, um, but the communication. I just cannot. I cannot build a brand where you are the linchpin and you are such a crap linchpin. <laughs> so, and then the next factory we went to was the complete opposite. 
communication was spot on. The pricing was great. The the we would order something, the card would get run, it'd show up in our office, you know, three days later. It was fantastic from an operation perspective, but I wasn't proud of the product. I you know, I wasn't a fan of the flavor profiles. It got to the point where we had all you know, a bunch a, a decent amount of cigars and I was like, Brian, I just I can't do this. I cannot do this with this supplier. I'm just I'm not proud of it. I, I don't I haven't even given it to my guys and that should have been the first like the first thing that told mm-hmm. me just you got to move on. Um, and then there was an event in Minneapolis uh, called Cigars and Baseball. And Cigars and Baseball started as a tailgating event at a Twins game, the baseball team here, and that turned into like a thousand people showing up and tailgating for this event. Um, and and all the proceeds go to the Miracle League. Yeah, Miracle League. Which breaks my heart. I mean, I'm just in love with that. <laughs> yeah, yes. so tell me what the Miracle League is. Yeah, I mean, the Miracle League, it's a national organization. I'm sure you guys have, like, Miracle League chapters in Florida. But here in Minneapolis, then the Miracle League, they build uh, inclusive baseball fields. Uh, so they're, you know, handicap accessible. They're, they have programs that, like, my son Gunner and Wyatt can participate in. And then there's a, a, a herd of volunteers that just rally behind, you know, kids to be able to, you know, the kids that have special needs that can experience baseball. And so cigars for, cigars for, uh, cigars, what's it called? Cigars? No. Brain fart. Cigars and baseball. Cigars and baseball. <laughs> Their entire uh, thing was just getting together and tailgating at a Twins game, and they were generating income, and they're like, they just partnered with the Miracle League here in Minneapolis to donate all of their proceeds to it, which is just an awesome organization. And it, like, they, they attract, I don't know how many vendors. I was, I was actually flying submissions last September when, you, when we did the event, so I wasn't even there, but it was at the State Stadium in St. Paul, which is the CH Field, which is a brand, it's a new venue for them to host this event. Yeah, they fantastic. rented out the entire thing, the entire pavilion, yep. and so it's literally adult trick-or-treating with yeah, cigars. With cigars. <laughs> and so that was our first <laughs> and, and It was fantastic. And liquor and beer, all the, you know, because Minneapolis is a great uh, microbrew. For, for, yeah, for all these microbreweries to get their name out. So And that was our first event with our new vendor, too, yeah. where we had, like, and I told Brian, Brian's like, dude, we are not changing vendors before this event. I was like, I know, I know, I know, I know, I agree, Stop I it. agree, I agree, mm. but we have to. Yeah. We have to. And so we put in a very sizable order for this, and it worked out. And the guys that we work with right now, Chris and Ed, they're fantastic. Yeah, I mean, our, you know, our factory that we work with is MJ Frias out of the Dominican. And since August... Right of last year, I mean, it's been smooth sailing with these guys, and the product is five stars, and the communication is five stars. Ed is like former military, so him and I speak the same language. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just you know, dress right, dress. Everything we do, dress right, dress. Which, if you know, if you're in the military, you know what that means. So, mm-hmm. so care, care. You know, obviously, you know how important it is to have to speak directly with the factory mm-hmm. you know when, when you can when you can talk with the factory owner that owns the factory it, it definitely makes things so much easier doesn't it yeah it does and a reliable contact at the at the factory you know because it's not always just the owner of the factory that you need to speak to you need to speak to and have a good a good connection with someone who's at the factory all the time yeah and uh and that's great that you've been able to, to get to that point, you know, because, you know, when you switch factories, it's it's a huge pivot. It yeah. really is. Mm-hmm. Well, it's gotten to the point, too, where 
we're being so consistent now with our ordering and our volume that we've got dedicated rollers. They've got people that only roll our stuff. So we've gotten to that point where the same people are handling the product. So mm -hmm. we've even seen more consistencies come there. And the, and there, if things haven't come in as we've expected them, we'll snap a picture. We'll send it to both the owner and and our point of contact. Like, all right, wow, that was a miss. Send it back. Like, don't even just send it back. Don't even ask questions. Just so they have been absolutely fantastic to work right. with. Even even asking things now, you know, a lot more of the questions is we're trying to get educated on the process and and how we can do this better and how we can do that better and how we can control for this. Um, they every every question and request we've had has been uh, yes or yes. We're going to look into that and we'll let you know what we can do. And and so they've been a we. Super As, adaptive to like, yeah. we've even incorporated some things that they weren't doing, but we asked them to do, and they came back and said, this is great, we're going to apply this to some of our other brands because of this process has increased our efficiency. Like, and, and we're just like, oh yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, that's what we do with our clients in the gun right. industry, right? It's all about throughput, right? You want to increase throughput from a manufacturing standpoint, right? And we're applying certain rules and processes, I mean, that we've... You know, we've just learned in working in the manufacturing space for for guns, and so we've like, oh well, hey, you know, hey guys, what do you think about doing it this way? And they're like, we'll try it. <laughs> and then when they come back and be like, that was awesome. So yeah. now, now, uh, have you guys been down to the factory yet? We haven't. We're planning on doing that this year. All right, so yep. Angela, I, I need you to do me a favor when you go down when you before you step into the factory as an engineer, I need you to take a deep breath. You know, and so the, 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 the things that you are going to see yes. are not going to make you happy. You're, you know, yep. it's just I've I've seen so many videos and, you know, as as a guy that, you know, I, I do a, a, a lot of stuff. I have a little mini machine shop in the, in the in my garage and I'm a mechanical guy and I see these videos of the factory and it just sometimes my palms yep. get sweaty. Like like oh, yeah. the little like the little faux engineer in me is like, whoo. Calm down. You just start. You just start rocking. You got to take a deep breath, man. Well, before Angelo <laughs> quit his his day job, before he came to work full time with us or with me, he, one of his biggest clients was federal the federal plant uh, ammunition plant. Yeah. And so to walk in there as an engineer, oh, it's like I can't imagine a mecca of efficiency. And I always joked about their twenty two long rifle line i always wanted to do like the flash dance where i just pull the ripcord and all the 22 shells would go down over me but i mean that place was just incredible and you know did a lot of work with tesla so i mean that's yes i agree with you coming from there and coming into here what what has been cool is that the cigar industry and the and the firearms industry are very similar where they're these old legacy um industries that it's have, not broken don't fix it yeah done done things the same way forever um we, when we went to tpe we joked that you know, people had all these printouts with the pricing and they were like writing things down. I was like, just short of like a credit card, just <laughs> like, oh man. Uh, but yeah, yeah. so you'll, you'll, you'll definitely, I'm gonna, I'll send, uh, Angela, I'll send you both a, a video that I, that I took when I was at the JC Newman factory in Tampa. And you yeah. definitely have to go and take a tour of their, um, they have these, the machine assisted uh, cigars. And as, a, as an engineer, you'll love it. Because, I mean, these machines are over 100 years old. Yeah. And all of these mechanical parts of the shakers coming down, yep. the roller. I mean, uh, I, I first time we was up there, you know, I, I just spent like 15 minutes just looking at every aspect of this machine. And they're like, come on, we got to keep this tour going. I go, mm, I don't think so. 
you know, I, I know how I know how ammunition is made. That yeah. is not very uh, yeah. That is efficient. That is well. That's not how these, ammunition is. Yeah. You've got these you've got yeah. these um, arsenal sized Waterbury Pharrell you know transfer presses that have like a thirty percent scrap rate and just yeah. like all these just you know. So there's that's how I got into the gun industry as an engineer. I was like, there is so much potential to do things better, and if yeah. you buy a little innovation here, I mean, um, yeah. So it's 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 fun being able to look at something that I mean, and that's that's what I love about um, cigars too. Is that is it's this handmade, uh, organically grown product. Like it is it. Yes, you can try to get as fancy as you can but at the end of the day people rolling these things by hand and doing this the way that they've done it for years they do it that way for a reason um and that's i think that's one of the draws of this industry for sure exactly and it's mind-blowing that they do it as well as they do with no automation you know i'm i'm an i am a huge i mean automate everything everything should be automated and uh and then i look how cigars are made and it's like yeah, automation would definitely gum up this process. Like it would totally mm-hmm. destroy everything about this about this process. There's no way Absolutely. to no, no way to automate it. Now, when you guys were going through your your you know your testing, your first factory, you're you're getting your blends in. I'm a huge focus group guy. I focus group everything. Do you, are you guys focus group guys, or is it you know you try and just do it between just the you know just you two or just a couple of friends? There's people we trust. Um, yep. There's people we trust with good palates. Um, a lot of a lot of friends in Virginia, Scotty, Jake, Vic. I mean, those guys are fantastic. Um, I trust those guys. They will tell me if something's not good. They will tell me if something's good. They will tell me um, I like this except that. Um, Tim, and then California. Tim, California. Cigar show, yep. Tim. Cigar show, Tim. Mm-hmm. One of the best. Um, so they're they're definitely people that we trust. And then just from the you know I, I look at the guys that I smoke with you know the our I consider them our full board is like yeah these guys if it doesn't pass the board it's not going to pass you know the rest of the world so you know those guys are one too or if, if we're getting close to something or if, if i bring something in bring it you know and that's the great thing about our factory too is like hey can you send me a bundle of that as a sample and they'll they'll send it to us free of charge and and i'll send a bunch from to virginia i'll send them to tim i'll send them to the guys and all right i'm not even going to tell you what this is just give me your feedback yeah um so that's how we that's, that's how that, we kind of handle that stuff. That's the way yep. it should be. Uh, care care does I mean care knows that you know when, when he's testing when looking for the new factory, I was straight up honest with every single thing he sent me. I've sent him cigars for for my company, and that's a you know you gotta you know you gotta have your friends, but you also your friends have to they, they gotta the know that they're, that they're 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 not doing you a favor by yeah. saying these are great cigars. Yep. yep. You need your truth tellers. Yep, you know, I got a couple of mine too. It's, see, you send in the blend. What do you think? Is it you know good? Suck. You know if yep. the conversation is it's not in your in your profile, but yeah, it tastes good. It's this. I I'll, I appreciate that, but you know you definitely need you definitely need folks around you that are going to tell you the way it is instead of always looking for someone who's going to tell you the way you want to hear it. For sure. For sure. Oh, oh, exactly. And as you know, and, and like I said, and like Kara said, and I know you guys appreciate it, if if the if the flavor profile isn't there, that that's fine. Because like you guys said earlier, not everybody likes every cigar, but mm-hmm. they've got to burn, they got to draw, you know. Yep. So the, the the construction has to be there, you know. If if that if that's off, you know, then then you have nothing. But yeah, so you got you know, 
you got to trust trust what your what your friends are are telling you. Hopefully, they're always telling you the the, the truth. Yep. Um, so so founders cigar. So how did you know found the name founders, and then how did putting the presidents on the uh, the name? How how did that? Where, what part of the conversation was that? Yeah, Angelo is the visionary behind the business. <laughs> I am the if you and we run traction with all of our clients. Gina Wickman is writes a book about traction. It's about you know basically it's just an it's an entrepreneurial guide to to running your business. And there's two there's typically two business owners. There's a visionary, and then there's the integrator. And I definitely operate as the integrator. I make shit happen. I'm the executor. Yep. I think about the logistics, the ops, you know, what is the land? Brian cost? got here at like six hours early today to set up for the podcast. Hell yeah. <laughs> sleep last night. Uh, yep. I tested the equipment three different times. Yep. You know, that's just how I operate. Uh, my military background. And then this guy who is the visionary came up with the entire uh, business model, the community aspect, and then really just the, the, the overarching vision of the company. Yeah, for me it was, so 2020, that's the year that uh, Hamilton came out. And so I'm a huge Broadway guy. I love musicals. I love music. I love all that stuff. And so I'm like, a lot of times what I'll do is I'll just get a good soundtrack and put it in headphones and, and work. It's just a way for me to disconnect and do that. So I was listening a ton to the Hamilton uh, soundtrack and then just started thinking about, okay, 1700s, this is a place and a time where none of these guys know what they're doing. Uh, no one has ever had a government system outside of a monarchy before. They've, this is, this is uh, you know, untested. Um, so for me, it just, it really hit me that there was a group of people, and even more so a group of characteristics that you could see at that time uh, where people didn't have the same backgrounds, but they're all working towards the common good and they're all working towards doing what was right. And for me, it was like, oh, you see this throughout history. It doesn't matter. Uh, so that's really what we that's really what we latched onto was this idea that we want to be a company that and and actually it was really important for us too, coming from the gun industry, that we wanted to pay tribute to that, but we didn't want to be American flags, red, white, and blue, and bald eagles. Like we didn't want to be the stereotypical gun guys now with the cigar company, <laughs> and and I think that can work. I think if you have an audience, I think I'm I'm not downplaying that at all. But what we wanted to do is I wanted to feel like a legacy brand that paid respect to the founding of our country, um, and so what we latched onto is that America is a great melting pot, and so all of our blends are named after historical U.S. figures. You've got Washington on our signature. He's considered the foundingest of the fathers. He is considered like the quintessential founding father. And then on our Connecticut, you've got Benjamin Franklin. He's the inventor. He's the printer. He's the uh, doctor. He's doing all these different things. I mean, his spirit of just trying things. And then on our Habano, we have Frederick Douglass. He's the slave turned abolitionist. He's the the reverend. The you know really the orator. The you know, went from being a slave to someone fighting for civil rights and then had a platform. And then on our Maduro, you've got uh, Roosevelt, the conservationist and everything that he did for the outdoors and all that. So what we saw is we wanted to pay respect to the kind of the immutable characteristics of an American, which isn't one background. It's not one person. It's not one skin color. It's not one, you know, way of life. It's all these different people from all these different walks of life that all built the same thing together. So that's that's the uh, foundation of the company. 
So, so obviously Washington, your first one, your signature rap, he gets that one. How, how did you decide that, that, uh, you know, which president was going to go on, you know, how, Ben, Ben Franklin on a Connecticut. Is he from Connecticut? Is that why? Or no, is that, or it was is almost, that? I think it was more the, the personalities where we looked at it like, so I've got a, a good buddy of mine, Joe, who I smoke cigars with. He's a huge historian buff. He's a huge political buff, historian buff. He wrote all the copy on our website and, uh, I, I I really leaned on him. So Brian and I just brainstormed a lot of, you know, who do we respect? Who, if you look at our, our country's history, played a, a key part in. So we've got a huge list of people. And that's the kind of the cool thing of the naming convention is that we've got this endless amount of people to pull from now. Um, and really it was, it, it kind of just was a gut feeling where it's like, ah, oh, Franklin, he kind of did a bunch of stuff and he, he wrote a lot and he was well-spoken and he... Instrumental. Yeah. You know, so, so it's like, it kind of just seems like just more the light nature of who he was and the things that he did and how he dabbled in a lot, a lot of different stuff. So it, it was more just a gut feeling and, and kind of what fit. Yeah, honestly, I just went with whatever Angela said. George <laughs> yeah. Washington made sense for our logo, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, so we yeah. Played around, we played around with how we wanted to design the logo and, and, and then ultimately Founder Cigar Company just kind of rolled off the tongue, Founder Cigar Cove, Founder Cigar Company, and then doing business as founders, right? So we want to be known as founders, right? And so the line will be called the Founders Line. And so George Washington kind of just fit into that to that perspective. And then he, since we went to market with the with the barber pole, which is our signature, you know, his logo went on that on that cigar, Benjamin Franklin. And, and then Frederick Douglass and, and just what Frederick Douglass did to the civil rights activists, his just being able to, to resonate with different uh, communities and being able to put, yeah, ben, Benjamin Franklin on one, Frederick Douglass on the other, and then Teddy Roosevelt on a Maduro. He's the conservationist. I mean, he's the outdoorsman. He, I think just it, it spoke to us when we started talking about what we wanted to put on the Maduro. And so Teddy Roosevelt made sense. So, so do you have a list of all the presidents that, you know, or, or the, or the, all the list of the founding fathers and the, and the presidents and why did you leave out Chester A. Arthur, the greatest, <laughs> the greatest president that nobody knows about? Chet, right? Wicked Chet. sideburns, the mutton chops, a family of uh, of Irish immigrants. That's um, true. Hey, Kevin, we're just getting yeah. started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the Chet. That is a, that is a great name for a cigar. Chet. The Chet. I feel like we've so, we've got a limited limited run coming here. We could. Yeah, that's what we yeah. helped with Kevin. Yeah, yeah, in, yeah. Uh, the, yeah, the, the Chet. Chet. Everybody, and then everybody will have to Google who Chester A. Arthur is because nobody knows. No, nobody knows that he that he was a vice president that that yeah. only served for what three years. At you know. Yeah, yep. it was a uh, so Chet might not be a good one. There, there are probably others. You know, Lincoln probably did a who few is the things more. <laughs> who was the president before him that got assassinated, and then he he didn't he take office because of some assassination? I, Garfield. I don't, yeah, I, Garfield. I, I, I want to say Garfield. So yeah, I yep. say, say say Garfield. And the only thing Garfield's known for is weighing like eight hundred pounds or something. Yeah, you know. So and and I and I think Garfield was the first president to ever ride in a car. I think that was his his claim to fame was he was the claim first fame. first president to be in a car if I, if I remember my history which you know I don't I don't know yeah. if I do or not you know yeah so, so we wanted that as as kind of the unifying figure of our so when we talked about branding and the bands then we definitely wanted to tie it all together with the silhouettes so we want kind of our unifying um, look 
you know, I definitely liked bands that had a common band, whether it was a different color profile, whether it was a different, you know, to determine the different lines. So all of our bands have, you know, the silhouette with what it is, like our founders, and then what it is underneath it, then a different color. If you look at the side, you've got stars and or 13 stars and then stripes kind of for the original 13 colonies. And then it's it's not on a wine stock, but it's definitely more of that parchment feel paper. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, that's what we wanted. And we've always talked about too, that our main, like our core line that we offer at retail and to, and to shops will be the, um, the silhouettes. But we've also talked about doing things like events, you know, naming, naming a, a limited run after an event. And then it will be something oh, okay. for like a thousand boxes of or something where it's like, this is a limited run, Battle event, the what? you know, yeah. something like that, or a monument yeah. or something where it's, it's not a silhouette, but we can still do it on the band, so it's it's it you see it, but that might be a limited run, never gonna offer it again, sort of thing. Now, the now does, called the Rushmore, Kev. Yeah, yeah, the yeah the Rushmore, you know. So I mean, does does um politics ever concern you, you know, or did it concern you at the beginning, or concern you going into the future? Yeah, because I mean, it's uh, it's twenty twenty two. You can't make yeah. anybody you can't make anybody happy. Like I said it's. You know that this this president did this. He was a he was a drunk. He owned slaves. This Correct. event, you know, yeah, there's a monumentous event or monumental event. But then so many Native Americans died. And it's yeah, just... we talked about Jefferson, and there was some, some. Yeah, that's the only one really for us that you know Jefferson's got a lot of bad publicity recently. Um, so just with how he owned and treated slaves and all that. So that's really the only one that we've ever brought up. We're like, you know, it might be worth staying away from Jefferson just because of that. But honestly, we haven't really Grant. looked into that enough. Um, we talked about that one. Yeah, so we, we've thrown out a bunch of them. But for us, it's 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 impossible and it's irresponsible. And this like the only political statement I'll make on this podcast. I think it's irresponsible to try to apply 2022 um, morals and um, understanding to previous generations. There was a whole I mean, if you've ever, if you've ever, one of my favorite podcasts is the Hardcore History podcast, and what I love about it is they're like forty hours long, talking about World War One, and what I love about it is he actually goes into the events, the what happened in the country, all of that, the decades leading up to that. Because if you look at what America was founded on, America was founded on those like anti. Um, I'm not going to go into a country and settle down and try to change it from the inside out. So they were very much anti that, which is why they didn't get involved in Cuba and they didn't get involved in this war and they didn't get involved in that war because they had a very much anti, like, I don't want to settle this area because that's how this country started and we want to do things different. So I think it's impossible to take a snapshot in time and say that was wrong because you don't know what happened 50 years prior to that and how people were living, Mm -hmm. how they got to where they were to make the decisions that they made. So it's, you know, that's the only political statement I'll make because I think it's irresponsible to apply 2022 to 1922. Right. It's context. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And then Dan, you know, uh, the market, I, 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 you know, the marketing approach I I think is, is solid. It's, um, it, it, I, you know, I I always love going into a, um, um, a cigar lounge and, you know, I, I, I pick out, you know, cigars, like, like we all do. I like shiny things. I like things that draw my attention you know, yep. and um, but but I also like things that that also make me want to ask questions, and that and that's yep. why you know I love about mm-hmm. your bands. You know, it's like, hey, why 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 does this why does this cigar have you know Douglas on it? Why is Washington on this on the cigar band? And that you know maybe that opens up that conversation with the tobacconist. 
you know, it's Absolutely. like, oh, hey, you know, let's let's tell you about that. Or they, they take a snapshot, you know, look it up online and, and find that. So um, I love it. I, I, I think the, I think the bands, I think the, the concept is is absolutely uh, uh, perfect um Thank you. and now we, we talked at the beginning of the show um about cigars for warriors um at what point did you got yeah you know, did you you know partner up with cigars for warriors did you guys know about the being pipe smokers limited cigar smokers did you know about that organization as you were starting the company oh yeah that was like one of the first people we reached out to well and i've i mean I, i've gone on a deployment i missed oh yeah yeah yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, my my military. I mean, the when the FDA restricted gun, uh, not gun manufacturers, cigar brands from shipping cigars overseas, then you know, cigars for warriors became more prevalent because that was kind of your catalyst to get cigars to, you know, our combat servicemen that are deployed around the world, right? So, cigars for warriors have been around for what? This is their ten year. Yeah, ten year this year. Yeah, yeah I mean, 10 so year. I I've been on deployments and gotten shipments from cigars for warriors. So I'm aware of the organization prior to me ever making an entrance into the industry, right? And so as 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 a veteran and, and then us as kind of labeling ourselves as a veteran-owned cigar brand, then it just made logical sense for us to partner from them in the beginning. So one of my first strategic positioning was to reach out to them and look what a partnership was. So we, we had a call with them. We talked to Storm and the team and Trey. And yeah, we just told them who we were and what we wanted to accomplish with our brand. And they were like, how can we support you guys? And, you know, let's let's move forward. So we partnered with them last fall. And, and so right on our website, we ship cigars to them. You know, we take donations. You can make a donation right now on our website. Uh, what we do is effectively when you purchase a cigar donation, that allow we match that so effectively you're purchasing two cigars and then we make that donation on a monthly basis to cigars for warriors right now then we are in the spirit of memorial day we are not running a sale on our website i think you talked about this earlier but what we're doing is for every cigar purchased doesn't matter if you made a cigar donation or if you're just purchasing a cigar on our website then we are matching that with a one-for-one -one donation so everything from saturday through you know, we'll be liberal. Anything that comes through tomorrow, Tuesday, we're going to match a one-for-one -one donation to Cigars Warriors. So I think it's it's super important for us to recognize that that community is of the utmost importance to us in... I just lost one of my guys in my units <clears throat> to um, suicide recently. And in the, the amount of community that is built around a cigar especially in a deployed environment is is just instrumental in your uh you know just your mental health so for for us to be able to to ship cigars as many cigars as we can to cigars warriors on a monthly basis is just very important to us it's in the core focus of our company you know i, I remember you know back back when i, when I was getting into the the, the cigar industry and i had always followed cigars for warriors and um and and I saw the pictures and they were all you know the 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 guys and gals overseas these combat zones that always take these great pictures throw them online you know they got the American flag everybody's happy smoking a cigar and you know, having a good time and then it never really hit home until I saw the one picture and it was I I can't remember now like five six seven people sitting around and um like one one guy like in the center I mean is covered in, in dried blood. Um, and like I said, uh, the, everybody was dirty. They were dusty. I mean, it was just, they weren't happy that there, there was none of this, you know, 
you know, smiling faces and they were all smoking a cigar. Yep. And it was like, like a little piece of home. Yeah. Yep. So, yes. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Just I, that. And our, and my son, Graham, he's a cigar smoker and he actually volunteers for cigar for warriors and he'll be going uh, to Kentucky for one of the barn smokers to volunteer to do the yeah. booth for cigar for warriors. So it's a great, great organization organization. We love it. Yeah. Pe people don't realize how much normalcy, <clears throat> that they need and, and then a lot of people don't realize that um that they don't just need cigars yeah. they they take donations. other things that they do take donations because yes you know it, it's easy just to donate a, a cigar but those cigars cost money right. you know to, to ship overseas those boxes are, are not are not cheap i think um a storm sure. had said in a post recently yeah. and it was like 22 dollars per box yeah, and they were just a, a, a basically a pallet of boxes you yep. know, that was going out. And then uh, little things, magazines, just any little piece of home, yep. you know, to, to give those guys, like you said, just that sense of normalcy yep. that we take for granted um, every day. And I and I yep. love two two things that you do on your website. Um, and I it, it's the first time I, I've ever noticed it. If there are other websites out there, other other people that are donating to Scars Warriors, I'm sorry. I, you know, I don't want to say that Founders is the only one that does it, but the only one I've seen that does two things. One, you've got a ticker at the top of your screen, you know, that shows how many cigars that that you have donated. I love that. I love seeing that, you know, that number. And you can just donate a cigar. You don't have to buy anything else. And that's not yeah. something I, I've seen before. It's always like, you know, you, you buy a five pack and then would you like to add, you know, a cigar on top of that at, at checkout? I think yep. you got, you know, like I said it's as far from what I have found. I think you guys are the only ones that that do that, where you can mm -hmm. just go online, you can just buy a cigar. You know, eight dollars and fifty cents, you can just buy a cigar, and and that's yep. it. And I and I absolutely, absolutely yeah. love that. How how many cigars are you guys up to that you've that you've shipped? The last time it's been updated it was one hundred and two, and I haven't updated in a while. Yeah, we're a month or two behind. Yeah. If we want to be completely transparent. I mean, it's one of those things where we've we've held, you know, there's there's always some, there's a charity play sometimes with brands, right? And there's like a percentage of sales or whatever. It's easy for us to be transparent with the number of cigars that we're, we're donating by just saying, hey, we've donated this many or, or, or what. And then, you know, to to just keep that number going as high as possible. I mean, it, it's, that's, that's definitely what we're trying to do is let's, Let's increase that number. Yeah, and one of the things as a brand, you know, I think, I think, the thing that we try to lead with in everything that we do is transparency. And so for us, there was a little bit of insecurity putting that up there. It's like, you know, there might be some people that look at him like, oh, it's only a hundred and two. Like, but for us, we're like, yeah, I want that to be a hundred and two thousand at some mm -hmm. point. But I have to start somewhere. Right. I'm not yeah. going to not put this up, and I'm not going to put our, our brand out there because we haven't achieved what like our ultimate end goal you know there's there's we've we've talked about the the crawl run crawl walk run thing where yes this is where we're starting right now it's it's this part of it and eventually we want to get to a point where yeah it's going to be a one for one no matter who buys when they buy all that so they you know we have long-term goals there but we have to start somewhere and we want to be transparent about this is where we're starting and and we want to take it further yeah cigars warriors just like eclipsed i think 1.2 million cigars shipped yeah. just recently so you know, good for them, and and we applaud the, the. And you know what? They're one of the only nonprofit organizations that has zero paid 
volunteers, yeah. zero paid yeah. people. 100% of all of their donations and all of the people that volunteer and work for Cigars Warriors, none of them are paid. None. You know, none of and And, and uh, as the ticker goes, I don't care if it said one, you know, right. because because when I when I when I see that, because I, I don't know who who got that one. Yeah. You don't know who got that one. You don't know what you know, maybe maybe that, you know, they, they've you know, they, they, it was just an enjoyable Tuesday afternoon and that guy got that one cigar and and that was it. Or maybe it was that one that that guy got. He came back from a firefight. Maybe he lost somebody. Maybe it was just a really tough day and he got that one. It doesn't make any difference. If it's mm-hmm. one, you made a difference in one person's life at one moment in time that we don't know, you know, what, what that moment can change. Like you said, you know, um, um, suicide is just, it, it's, it's, it's so prevalent right now. Yeah. And maybe, maybe that one cigar changed a mind, you know, so, you know, you, you never know. So that, that right. one cigar is, is, is fine with me. It, it, it doesn't make any 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 difference at, at all. Um, and then, like um, like I said earlier, and we'll go over this again at the end of the show. Um, uh, if you if you go uh, Founder Cigar Co, there's a, a link in the description below. Um, you know, you, you get a, a, a donate buy a cigar for donation. Send me send me a, a screenshot. You know, we'll put you in for one extra drawing. Get two, you get five extra drawings. Uh, in two weeks, we're going to do live on the show. We're going to pick a winner. Um, you don't have to be present to win. We will go back and uh, um, um, contact you. But can you tell us a, a little bit about this? This executive box is yeah. what is what they're going to win. What is inside this box? Yeah, that that product there is very exciting for us for a couple of reasons. Um, we'll talk about the box first. So it's 16 cigars. So they're all Toros. We have four blends right now. Um, so you get four of each. You also get a... Zippo butane. So this is a, a dual burner butane insert in the Zippo. Um, this is fantastic. And then it's got a V-cut that also has a, a wood veneer on it. So this is a local company to us, Woodchuck. Uh, went to college with Ben. He's a fantastic guy. He's where we got the idea for the counter. Their whole thing is every product you buy on their website, they plant a tree for you. And they're, they're, they have the counter on their website. So we, we borrowed that from them. Um, so in that box is a butane lighter, a V-cut, and 16 cigars, and uh, acrylic top box there. What's cool about that is, and what we try to tell people too, is that there's an entire part of our company that is just for corporate gifting. So that is our flagship product. We launched that around Christmas last year, and we were blown away by the amount of people that got it. And we were blown away by the amount of professionals that were buying it as gifts for people. You know, uh, lawyers, insurance people, um, just... Um, my packaging buddy bought it for some of his top top uh, people that he works with because it's a it's a unique gift in that. So we've developed an entire line of corporate gifts from that all the way down to just custom cutters and lighters um, that we're putting other people's logos on it. So we're doing a PGA Tour event in September. We sent 12, 14 boxes to the Pittsburgh Penguin hockey team with yeah. their jersey numbers on it. Um, Jason Zucker, he plays for the Penguins. He's got a charity in town called Give 16 that does things for Children's Masonic. Yeah. So his logo is going on there. University of Minnesota football team bought 25 boxes for their donors. We did some custom boxes for them. So that's a way for us that we're able to build our brand outside of the cigar space that helps us build in the cigar space too. 
Now and then, and then they can buy they can buy this box on your website, correct? This isn't just right. yep. for giveaways and charity. So so what what does this box retail for on your website? Two ninety nine on our website. Yep. And and, and that is a great deal. Sixteen cigars. Um, you get a a, a, a nice D cutter, um, and then the 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 lighter with the Zippo uh, butane insert. Um, I did a, a a a butane insert challenge last year on my website or on the, on the the YouTube channel. And Zippo hands down one against all the butane inserts out there. So they, they in my opinion, they, they make you know the best. That's great. You know, it's only lighter uh, made in the U.S., right? Yeah, or in Pennsylvania. Yep. It it's tough. Like I said, I I, I don't I, I don't think there is another lighter made of any kind. You know that that's made here in the in the U.S. Um, yeah. So, and then you guys did also create right before the show a a coupon code. Um, a cigar prop, you know, to get 10% off the, uh, off the website. And that'll be, that'll be a code that is always up. Correct. Correct. Yep. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yep. So, yeah. So, nice. so you'll be able to uh, save 10% using a, use a cigar prop. Um, once you go to cigarprop.com or tap that cigar.com for the show, you know, you'll see the little, the, tomorrow you'll see the logo on there. You'll be able to click on it and then uh, head over to the website. So, but definitely get on there, you know, um, get, get your extra entries into the drawing um, to to win um, to, to win this uh, uh, beautiful beautiful gift set. Um, now speaking of boxes, now you guys you guys just do bundles right now, correct? Uh, for what capacity? You're, you're, okay, we don't sell no, boxes no. on the website. So the executive box oh, is oh. the only box that we actually yes. sell on the website. We okay. sell boxes to our shops. So wholesale, okay. you can buy our box of twenty. That you would then would be a facing in a in a lounge or a humidor or a cigar mm. shop. We also have a retail tray that has is four facings with so you know typically we encourage them to carry all four bundles, which in that would come in Toro, uh, Robusto, or Churchill size. Um, yeah, so our, our boxes are twenty count, and then our tray holds you know four bundles. Just we wanted to give we wanted to give shops some flexibility. We have some shops who love our tray because they can fit four bundles in the space of two boxes. Um, and then some other shops like the 20 counts just because it's a lower price point. So you don't yeah, I mean, cigars. talk about the stigma of us selling retail. Yeah. And that's the thing. And, and Kara, I'm sure you, you have run into this or have opinions on this, but um, it is, we're very upfront about this transparency. We sell retail on our website. You know, you can go to our mm -hmm. website and you can buy a cigar. Um, and it is often the first question that shops will ask us is like, yeah, so tell us about the, uh, the retail thing on your website. And it's like, yeah, yeah, here's the thing. I'm building a brand. Um, I don't know if you know this, but it takes a long time <laughs> to build a brand. Building it's, a community. None of this business happens over the phone or over email. It's all in person over a cigar with a handshake. So I need to, through my marketing efforts in the industry and outside of the industry, I need to give every single person who hears about my brand a common place to go and try that cigar. We're doing things though to insulate and protect our, our retailers where you can, the, the, the smallest thing you can buy on our website is the Cigars for Warrior donation. And then from there you can only buy a sample pack. So four cigars at a time or five cigars at a time, we'll never discount it, we'll never run a sale, right. we'll never undercut our dealers. Um, and so we're also encouraging through a map, an interactive map where you can find our cigars yep. locally. And again, the whole uh, crawl, walk, run thing, we're our web developer, Jake, we're having him work on some stuff right now where in order to check out on your website with all the age verification, all that, you have to put your zip code in, you have to put all that. Well, if it pops up, hey, actually, uh, 55126, 
you're four miles from Tobacco Grove and Maple Grove, I'm sorry, you can't check out on our website. That's something that we eventually want to get to where mm-hmm. we're, we're telling people within a certain radius, these are where the shops are at. Go by there. We're not going to let you buy on our website. But right now, as we're getting the brand off the ground, we're giving people a common place where they can find the find the product. Yep. And that's, Karen, that's you, smart. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever heard of that? Karen? I, I think that's another first to where I've never seen another website if there's a, a shop local in the area that you can't purchase from the website. I really no, I think that that's what we're building up to as well is, you know, but I've actually had people reach out to me um, and say, hey, can I buy cigars from you uh, cheaper? I'll buy more. Can I get them less? And I said, no, I said the shop in your in your market, you yep. know, sells our brand. Go there. Yep. But what if I buy these many? I said, I, I said, honestly, I won't sell anything to you because, you know, that shop, you know, took you know, has faith in me and I have faith yep. in, you know, there's the trust and relationship built. So, um, you know, go buy from them, support them, and then I will supply them with more cigars. And that's how the process works. You yeah. know, eventually, I mean, I, I'm sure it's like, I wouldn't, I don't, I wouldn't want to have my own site, 100%. Uh, you know, but as you said, you know, to get the name out there um, and to get the product out there, it's, it's important. Yeah, and we're doing a rebuild on our website right now before PCA because it's important to us that when we launched in October of 2020, we had to have that storefront up. So if you go to our website now, it's definitely a storefront. What we're transitioning to is more of the story of the brand, story mm-hmm. of us, who we are, what we support, all that. And we want to talk about the shops and the wholesale. And then the second message is going to be the corporate you know, gifting programs where we've worked with all these different people and all these different organizations. Um, and then third is, is oh, if, if you want to try a cigar, here's how you do it there too. So we definitely are trying to push people into wholesale because just like this, I mean, most, there, there are people that smoke cigars by themselves. So most of it happens in a community. Cigars are great, but they're better shared with other people. And we want to encourage that because that's what you go to a lounge for. You know, when, when I was in Virginia meeting with a lot of these shops, I'd say that like seven out of 10 guys that walked in when I was sitting out with the shop owners, like, oh, hey, Kevin. Oh, hey, Bob. Oh, hey, you know, they knew these guys by name because they kept coming in because this is where they would spend a Tuesday. They would they would spend a Friday there. And that's that's the whole point of a cigar lounge mm-hmm. is that it's that extension of community. And we want to support that as much as we can. Yeah. And Chad over here commented on what about the discount code? I mean, it's yep. it's a way for us to partner with channels like Cigar Prop or Cigar Show Tim and offered incentive to that audience that that you know lo- has loyalty to to Kevin's channel or to Cigar Show Tim's channel, and allow them to purchase and give them an incentive to go to our website and try our product for the first time. So, when Angela says that we'll never discount or have a sale on our website, meaning we as a brand will never have a sale, a fire sale, or a discount, a memorial sale, or veteran sale, we'll never have that on our website, but we will offer our, our brand supporters to, to offer some type of discount to, to incent their audience to come to our website. Well, you have to, I mean, I think that's crazy not to, I mean, especially when you're going to reach people who, you know, there's their local brick and mortar, they don't carry it. Yeah. Marketing guy once told me the, you can't be I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was sorry. I didn't mean to walk over you, but the, the customer acquisition, I mean, we are a new brand. And nobody's ever heard of us, right? And so the cost of customer acquisition is super high. So for yeah. us to be to give someone a little bit of an incentive to try us out, it's you know it goes a long way. So 
Plus, if you think about the percentages of those who are watching the show that have a cigar shop that carries your stuff and you normally buy it, they're going to go to your site for 10% off versus the folks who don't have founders in their local brick and mortar. It's you're not going to make a decision based off of a, a potential anomaly in those yeah. statistics. So yeah. um, well, that it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and people always ask, you know, well, what, what shops are you in? Like, well, you know, six months ago it was none of them. We're, yeah. we're in nothing. We're, right. we're nowhere. So the, honestly, the best thing that you can do is ask about us at your favorite stores, mm-hmm. because I can't tell you, I can't tell you the impact. There's a guy up here who he's known for carrying boutique blends. And even he told us, he's like, Hey guys, I'm known for carrying boutique blends, but no one's asked about you yet. And so I can't, I can't be confident in selling you guys until people start asking about you. And every, every time I sit down with a uh, shop owner, I tell them that is, I say, Hey, my goal is to make this easy for you. The best way for you to sell my cigars, if people are asking about me, I know that. And the best way for people to ask about me is, is if they see me out and about and Instagram and Facebook and all these people, they don't let me advertise. I can't boost anything. Like even our Memorial Day video, that was so important for us to get out there as like a Memorial Day isn't a precursor to July 4th. This isn't just another day you get off of work to go to the lake and hang out with your family. Um, it's about the men and women that didn't make it home. Yeah. And we mm-hmm. wanted to, we, we felt very passionate about that video is a very simple video um and we weren't even able to boost that because we're a cigar brand yeah and so that's why we're also we're really excited about the corporate gifting side of things so we're going to a pga tour event in september where there's 207 donors at that thing so if i if i have boxes available that oh yeah i'd love to put my logo on that and give it out to my top sales guys or i'd like to put my logo on that and give it out to these charity people like that's what we can do that none of that is competing with the brick and mortar retail shop but it's only supporting that because if a guy gets a cigar box and then he's a um you know he's a regular at a local shop it's like hey have you seen these guys do you know what they're about you should really look into them we've gotten a couple phone calls about that from places around the country where that's how we got into a couple shops right yeah because because the the brick and mortar owners they're from what i've seen the majority of them they are not social media guys so no. they're not the guys that are looking on instagram they're not the guys finding you and then seeing hey you know i like what you guys are doing I want to yeah. bring you in and trying, you know, they're, you know, they're running a business. So yeah, they yeah. definitely, they definitely Unless rely Tommy on from nickel city yeah. cigars. Tommy found us on Instagram. <laughs> yes. Oh, did Tommy? Yeah. yeah. He's a vet out in uh, Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. We have yeah. Early yeah. adopters. They're usually veteran, <laughs> yeah. veteran owned cigar shops. Yeah. <laughs> Those are early adopters. Yeah. Tommy's a great guy. I mean, uh, yeah, God, we've been trying to get him on the show for like a year and oh, like, man. it just does, it, have, it just doesn't, it doesn't work out. Yeah, like our timing. Is always Angela, you would have yeah. beard envy. Oh his, man, his beard yeah. is so. I, I looked up it, his personal Instagram and I sent a screenshot to Brian and Jake. I was like, I want to be friends with this guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, look at this guy. We've only talked to him on the phone. We haven't met him yet. <laughs> oh, su- su- super, super great guy. Um, so we're so we're we're halfway through 2022. Um, mm-hmm. What do you, as individuals? What do you guys? What is a goal that that you guys would like to accomplish before the end of the year? Well, the big one for us is PCA. Uh, never been there. Never been there. Um, we've been to trade shows in the gun industry, and and um, we've done that whole thing. But we're we're really excited about going to PCA. Uh, honestly, what we're trying to do, and Tim has been just the most invaluable resource ever. He's 
the greatest guy, just introducing us to you, Kevin, and introducing us to other people who want to know about our story, want to ask us questions, just get us out in front of different audiences. So our, our big goals for the year are events and podcasts and brand recognition stuff because um, we just want to tell our story and we want to tell, we want, we just want, we want to be known as the community cigar where that's, that is the reason why we exist is to build community. Right. And we were talking to a digital marketer, like what, early year and a half ago. And this guy, he was, his claim to fame was that he was sitting on the, sh- the couch next to Evan Hafer who founded Black Rifle Coffee Company, who, if anyone knows in the veteran community, Black Rifle Coffee is pretty popular. But <laughs> yeah. they, they, like, IPO'd for $1.7 billion. Dollars. Yeah, so he he was explaining to us, just kind of, like, giving us a little bit of, like, here's the roadmap, here's what you guys need to do, you should do this, you should do that, you should partner with this guy, and this is what worked with those guys. And he he basically, I mean, you, you said it, it was like, what was it, though? I need... Yeah, so he kept he kept telling us everything we needed to do and then all the reasons why it wouldn't work because we were so young. And I was like, oh, so what you're saying is I can't have brand equity until I have brand equity. <laughs> like, y- Yes. <laughs> so it's like I you have to be someone in order to be someone. And so that's the whole thing is just is wh- however, we just want to show up in person. We want to go to as many things. We want to get in front of as many people as we can just to tell the story, shake hands, hand out as many cigars as we can. Um, and yeah, so that's that's a lot of our goals. Yeah. Is, is build brand awareness, build yeah. brand equity mm. before we can have brand equity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, that's it. And you, and you guys are doing a great job. And obviously, it's it's what you do for a living. So you know, which makes it which makes it nice. You know, at least you know you know know what you're doing. Um, I, I'm assuming you you've come across that it's a little harder in the cigar industry than the gun industry. Uh, no, there's, <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of similarities. That's a lot of similarities. Are, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, so it, 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 I know, like on the the promotion side, it's tough. Yeah. You know, nobody wants. It to... is easier for me to sell guns online than it is yeah. cigars online. <laughs> the the FDA and the restrictions that all of the. Uh-oh. Is it me? Nope. Can you oh, hear me? I can hear you. So it's them. Yep. Ah. Like moments away from the uh, from the end of the show. Wow. Ah, uh, uh, there, there we go. We're, we're back. There we go. Yeah, we could hear you guys. Oh, thanks, but... Jeff. Okay. We lose sound there. So I don't know what I was saying, but you well, know, basically the platforms that allows us to promote the business, like you know, we're we're heavily restricted. We're heavily regulated as a as a tobacco business, more regulated than a gun company would be. And I think it's something lump, lumpy in with like pharmaceuticals yeah. and the vaping. I mean, you guys know this vaping just yeah. kind of almost almost destroyed the premium cigar industry. So fighting against that, but but that's also why I mean, Brian has built up a ton of social equity in the gun industry. With there's major 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 cigar or uh, cigar uh, gun retailers that. Uh, like the Amazon and the gun world that we're we're starting partnerships with, getting in their email lists, getting on their websites, doing stuff like that. So that's that's things that like I haven't seen Rocky Patel do that. I'm not comparing myself to Rocky Patel, but they also don't have a direct relationship to the head of the half billion dollar company that's going to put us in all their marketing stuff. So that's what we're trying to do is we're trying to do as much traditional cigar stuff, but we're trying to do equally, if not more, non-traditional stuff, so that we could just accelerate that brand building process. You know, and, and the one thing that, that, that I could see that on the cross promotion is something that CARE just started um, just a few weeks ago. Um, 
you know, especially in gun shops, guns and cigars, they, they go together, yes. um, mm-hmm. you know, is putting care. Can you tell them about the little box that you just had made that you actually you put in a, um, a what a brewery? Uh, yeah, I was like, where are you? Going? I didn't put any cigars no, in the no. gun shop. What the hell but, are you talking but, about, Kev? But yeah, no, but, yeah, but what you <laughs> did with the brewery, I think, would go <laughs> yeah, would it, go hand like, in hand. Yeah, it's a local brewery. They they do uh, Thursday nights uh, sip and smoke. So yep. you know, got them a uh, a, a tabletop uh, a humidor holds yep. all four blends, uh, and then also the uh, um, some lanceros, and, yep. and and they they keep them there and. Um, at the at the location, and and they're able to uh, you know to to sell the cigars and enjoy you know everybody can enjoy a cigar during this uh, the sip and smoke, and it's local. I mean, I, I yeah. very much am I believe in supporting local business. Yep. And that's really where like you talk about your 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 your, your cigar shops, it's like your local cigar shops. It's like I'm a local cigar brand owner. You're a local yeah. cigar shop. You know. I've been promoting, you know, supporting your local, you know, uh, brick and mortar for six, seven years. Yep. You know, it, it it definitely works hand in hand. So uh, when I was approached with this with this thought and idea, it definitely makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah, what we're I, trying to do. We're going after golf courses, gun ranges, yeah. social clubs, barbershops, haberdasheries, all that. So, you know, and a lot of that starts with. Hey, do you know how to fill out a CT-102 and get your tobacco license? Just some of the practicals. But mm-hmm. again, if you look at it where it's it's something different. I mean, there's a, where I get my beard and haircut. Um, he's got a great retail space. And so he's like, I would love to have cigars in here because then I can sell some of the accessories and some of that stuff because it fits in with everything that I'm doing. It's so a so consumable what, what I, item. What do I got to do? Yeah. So yeah. We've, we've, we've actually got a lot more response from those because it's it's something different for them um, but it supports what they do so that again that's the falls into that non-traditional side of things that we're trying to do to build the, the traditional side yep right right on uh so i, I got a couple questions uh, for for uh, one question for each of you to wrap things up for the night um uh, i can't believe it's been two hours ten minutes already i mean it is yeah. just it it, is, it has flown by so brian first of all uh um when you were bodybuilding how how long did you stay tan? Does that wash off? I mean, what is, what is like the timeline of that? <laughs> a couple of days. It's a spray tan, so it washes yeah. off every time you take a shower. I do okay. shower regularly. <laughs> so oh, okay. yeah, I mean, the the spray tan lasts a couple of days. You know, you you go from tan to orange <laughs> to to not so tan anymore. But yeah, it only doesn't last very long. Um, I did spend a. You do go sit in like one of those tanning booths to put like a base coat on so it makes your tan look a little bit better but um yeah spray tan only lasts i mean maybe a week at the top it washes oh. off kev means you and i will be tanned for about a month yeah 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 <laughs> yeah yeah just sitting in front of my office all day like i said you know on the, on the computer i don't i don't shower every day i don't move you know because my knee so uh, okay so i was one I, I i didn't google it i just wanted to know um angelo at what point yep. At what point in your life did you did you realize that you were a man bun guy instead of a ponytail guy? Mm, mm, yes, tell us all about that. Early, um, it was one of those things. Could you turn your head to the right? <laughs> there you go. It was one of those things that um, I think the ponytail gave me too much '90s vibes, where it was uh, you know, it just 
there's a stigma with the ponytail, and I felt like if I embraced the ponytail, I'd also have to embrace the acid wash jeans and the um, the fanny pack and some of those accessories that I didn't know if I was ready at this stage of my life to embrace. So the the man bun was just easier to maintain and easier to be consistent with. So had to go that route. Okay, makes makes sense. I I I, re, I, res, I may not agree with that decision, but I will respect <laughs> that 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 decision. <laughs> So, Care, any any final questions to, to leave our guest with for tonight? No, nah, I apologize for being delayed, uh, but this was a great couple of hours, and, you know, much luck to you guys. This is fantastic. The Medora I had was great. I do love the bands because it always reminds me of, you know, when I would in school when you did your President's Day, uh, you know, on the, uh, on, on the cork board. All the president's profiles, yeah. so I love that. I yeah. did, it's it's fantastic. So uh, much luck to you, to you both. Yeah, appreciate yeah. it. Thank and, you very and, much. And if you guys need anything, like uh, like I, I, obviously you know social media, but if there's anything I can help you out with, I'm sure care. If there's anything, you know, being a fellow brand owner, especially a boutique brand owner, you know, I'm definitely. sure care. You know, as always, definitely reach out to both of us. We we, we definitely help you out. Are you going to be at PCA? I will not be at PCA this year. I had a, a prior commitment. Okay. I, 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 I won't. I won't be there. Um, I have a hard time justifying it, you know, for the for the cost, of, like the media side, because I'm not. Yeah. I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't have a table or a booth. So to to spend the thousands of dollars on the media side, the return on the investment, you yeah. know, for me just um, just doesn't make sense right now. So maybe maybe someday. Absolutely. So, Next year. Yeah, yeah, next I'm year meet you guys face to face, but yeah, next year. No, for sure. So thank you guys for coming on, spending a couple hours of your uh, your Monday night with us. We we definitely appreciate it. Yeah, this is, Thanks this for is having great. Us. Thanks a lot. All Take right, care. you guys have a good night. See ya. Um, once again, we want to thank our sponsors, J.C. Newman Cigars, Cigar Medics, and Mandola Cigars. We are the Muscle Excelsior Tobacco makers of the Doña Lydia GTO Cigars. Those who know smoke GTO. Corona Cigar, and of course, Drew Estate and Experience Acid. 